Hi, and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. And Lee. And nobody else, because Dan's being Chris Rea. Yeah. Driving home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And get well soon, Flood. Yes, get well soon, Flood. He's lost his voice. And he did, he did a singy sing with a coldy cold, and now mm. he can't talky talk. Brokey broke. Although he did, he did say by the end of the set he had to uh, use honey and lemon to get through the last couple of songs. Yes. So, yeah, the, uh, the Isle of Man flu virus is still alive and well. So we have an empty chair. So we could have we could have filled it with a podcast, but Jensen's an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there is actually a little bit of news, even though there's no season going on at the minute. Well, this is where we usually think it's going to be dead quiet, isn't mm-hmm. it? And then everything starts going batshit crazy before... 2016, in case yeah, in point. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, retiring people and... Well, that's not happened this year, but... I, I think there'll be a lot coming in the, on the lead-up to this race, because as far as I'm concerned, like uh, what we'll talk about later on anyway with Lewis, silly season's already started. Does does silly season actually end anymore? Is it just a year round thing? The, now? No, I tell you, it never used to, it never used to start before the end of the year of that season. I I think this is a little bit different with the silly season with twenty twenty one. Yeah, because yeah, because it's the not whole, the next silly season; it's no. the one after. It's the whole Concord Agreement thing, and nobody was able to sign a contract that lasted beyond the end of twenty twenty. Yeah. So all the speculation for the last year and possibly a little bit before then, going back into like the middle of 2018, mm-hmm. is what's going to happen to ev- practically every driver yeah. when 2021 rolls around. There's a new con- Concord agreement and everybody's contract's up for grabs. Yeah. So I think this this is why we've had this like 18-month silly season. I think every tra- every team in 2021 will have at least a driver change. I don't think any team will go... With a solid team from twenty twenty to twenty twenty one, it's it's not looking likely, is it? Maybe Force India, a racing who? Oh no, it's <laughs> going to be Alpha, not Alpha Romeo, uh, Alpha Tori. No, uh, Aston Martin, isn't it? Oh god, yeah, that's one thing I forgot to write down. Yeah, we, we might as well start talking about that. Yeah, because <laughs> Lauren strolls by what is it, twenty five percent of Aston Martin? Yeah, is he now, okay. Daddy? I want our team to have a better name. Okay, <laughs> that's going to screw Red Bull over. Are they not in the last year of their de- deal anyway? Yeah. And their whole deal was linking up to Aston Martin coming in as an engine and supplier, which isn't happening. A, so, and it's weird, isn't it? It's weird yeah. for Aston Martin to be on a car with a different engine in, and especially yeah. if Aston Martin has still got half an eye of coming into Formula One, which they probably haven't. This might not be a bad a bad thing for come in via Racing Point then maybe if they can sort of are we assuming as well that Racing Point have an uncertain engine situation from 2021 anyway because of the McLaren thing yeah probably well (laughs) because McLaren and Williams both have deals with Mercedes for 2021 yes but Mercedes are saying that the wording of the engine supply rules is um, you can't supply to more than three customer teams yeah and Mercedes are now saying, well, actually, we're a factory team, so we don't come under that agreement, so we could... That makes sense. ...have an, that, ex- have an extra yeah, supply. Yeah, yeah. And the FIA saying, we don't know. I think uh, it's engine manufacturers are that precious in Formula One. I think the rules would be bent to suit the engine manufacturers. I mean, it could be, it could be that if Mercedes aren't allowed to supply Racing Point or Aston Martin as they become then... Mm. Um, Renault will possibly be able to step in because by then they'll be 
they'll only be supplying or making engines for their own factory team. Assuming they haven't pulled out by then, I was because just say that. <laughs> although I mean, with they're uh, doing stuff, though, aren't they? We talked about this last week. They're yeah. shuffling the deck chairs. A yeah, bit. the chassis designer has been replaced, and there's new people coming in, and they're apparently still increasing the staff. Yeah. So it's either they're going to be in it for a slightly longer haul than we think. But even or, even Honda, when Honda pulled out, they were still building next year's Braun. Do you know what I mean? Before mm. it didn't have a break. Yeah, it's it's. I, I I don't think there's a great winding down period when it comes to when it comes to a board member going. This is the point. It's this million. That's mm. the last million we're spending. Then it's the pull and the plug, isn't it? Before any more money's wasted. Mm. I mean, one thing Randall need to do to improve, and that will probably keep the board happy and um, keep them in F one longer. Is get a new fucking team principal or even Mercedes. Like Mercedes, no, they don't need new team principal. The one they've got's pretty good. Yeah, there no, is chatter on that though. That there's I think chatter we'll get Mercedes might pull out, isn't there? Well, there's um, there's more gossip and conjecture going around than we can usually fit into an average podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and we, that takes that takes a lot of doing. But it it would make if Mercedes did want to pull out Formula One and they're supplying McLaren again, which they've had a lot of success with. Uh, it's probably the best opportunity for them to to leave Formula One. And still have a massive footprint on it. Hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, the talk mainly, mainly from Eddie Jordan. So I don't know what uh, what credence you can put on this. He's usually fairly yes. uh, pretty yeah. accurate in the past, which is which is the thing. And his latest one is Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari with Toto Wolf. I mean, if Ferrari that that's what they did last time they were. Good. They just bought in. Does James Allison? Does James Allison go with them? I don't know exactly who is included in the package, but I mean James Allison would effectively be the Rory Byrne of the yeah, deal. Yeah. But would James Allison go back to Ferrari after the way they treated him like shit before? I mean, who knows? Who know? Who knows how deep that runs? That guy. I. I, I don't even want to think about what he was going through at that point in his life. Oh yeah, so I don't I wouldn't even want to try and make up how he might have felt. Um but I think it depends how how well you'd get on with Toto. How you know if he was all of a sudden going to be your boss there and it and it wasn't going to be the Ferrari that's been falling apart at the seams. Mm. I mean, obviously, Toto places a lot of stock in James Allison because James Allison was honorary Toto. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Toto wasn't at the race. Mm. So, all right, it turned into an absolute nightmare, but I don't think that was anything to do with James Allison. That was just every so often something turns to shit. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I, I don't think it can be ignored. I'm swearing more than you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think it can be ignored, though, that. Um, James, uh, that total disappears, and Mercedes have a fucking horror on their hands. Mm. You know, you can't, it, it, even if it's not not necessarily the decisions that are going on in the race, but mm. the the building of the race weekend and the having that guy there, like the leader person. Yeah, do you reckon it was some elaborate power play on his part? Like maybe he's after a new contract. Well, his contract is up at the end of yeah. next year. I was doing a look what happens if I'm not there. Or, or maybe it was he's already sort of come to agreement of ending his contract with Mercedes. So there, it will see that we'll know whether Toto's leaving uh, Mercedes if 
at least two races next year he's not there. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's pretty fair to call. Um, I mean, I've never known it before where silly seasons included team principles. No, it's yeah. crazy, isn't it? It's wild. Like, uh, yeah, I don't. I've never known a. I've never known a throwaway season in Formula One, and 2020 feels like a throwaway season. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for what's coming next. Yes, because we've had 2021 ram down our throats and teased it as that mm-hmm. much yeah. for the last year or so. Yeah. The, I don't know, 2020 is just a bit of an afterthought. I saw, I saw a tweet um, a week or so ago asking Codemasters just to release F1 2021 now because we all want it because nobody gives a damn about next year. Well, yeah, I mean, we've just spent, what, like, 10 minutes nearly, best part of, talking pretty much exclusively about 2021. I think there's going to be a lot of talk about that next year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think nearly every race is going to have something that points towards the future. Are we going to include a new feature in uh, all of next year's shows where we just have the 2021 bit? Back to the future section. <laughs> <coughs> so, yeah, the, um, the, I mean, the main, the, main, the main gossip is Hamilton to Ferrari. Yeah. But Aston Martin coming in, Racing Point changing the name to Aston Martin in a couple of years? I I think that'll happen. Um, if they deal with Red Bulls up and they don't want to work with Red Bull, they clearly want to stay in Formula 1 in some, some capacity. And when you think it's Stroll buying into the uh, into Aston Martin, then it it doesn't... It doesn't make any sense for them not to rebrand the car Aston Martin because it's better than fucking Racing Point. Well, yeah, and um, pink, a- and it, and it pink. means all the um, all the Aston Martin merch that you get in the shops and places like Goodwood will yeah. all be Tommy Hilfiger. Yes, <laughs> um, no, no. It's, I I hope so, and it would be nice. It would be nice to have the Aston Martin name on the grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be good as well if it was if it was green. Yes. Yeah, 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 definitely. Not had a not had a proper green car. I'm not counting Caterham since Jaguar, because <laughs> that Lotus Caterham, whatever it was, the to- team Tony Fernandez that didn't count. Yeah, that's that's my t- uh, bold 2021 prediction right now. Is that Stroll Junior is fucking out of there for 2021? It's. It's got to be. I mean, another thing that another stat that I saw today. I saw this as well. Yeah, was if Racing Point had had a second driver on the um, at the same quality as Perez, scoring the same number of points that Perez did, mm-hmm. Racing Point would have finished fifth. Yeah, and that was even with Stroll getting that random good result in Germany. Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, um, if 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 they bring in a brand like Aston Martin, they won't be able to carry. A shit driver, even if he is the owner's son. Yeah, and the difference in prize money was what was it? Th- about thirteen or fourteen million dollars, mm. or five p if you're Lawrence Stroll. That is <laughs> five English pence. Near, near pocket change, eh? Yeah. I mean, if it was Canadian dollars, that's about twenty p anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Lawrence Stroll will have twenty five percent control of Aston Martin, but he won't be in full control, and there'll be people on the board of that company who will make the decision going if we're staying in Formula One. We want regular point scorers. We want both cars in at least Q2 every race. Yeah. Which is a challenge if you're Lance Stroll. Yes. Yeah, putting on your own shoes is a challenge if you're Lance Stroll, because don't forget he's got a shoe guy in the garage. That's true. I think it's fair, though. I think it's fair to give him another year of test of try, and if... I, I personally don't see any improvement, but... Maybe 
Here's a thought, Aston Martin coming in is the way to sort of shuffle Lance Stroll sideways because they will have a hypercar in WEC. Maybe. Now, put him in that. Won't it just be a car if he's in it? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they do have all the like the sports cars as well if he's not yeah. quite up to the old uh, the old hypercar. Mm. He could be uh, Alex Brundle's teammate. I'm sure Alex Brundle would be thrilled by that prospect and possibly rather have his dad because at least he wins races with his dad. I always thought it was a shame Alex Brundle never made it to Formula 1. He seems like such a nice lad. Um, so what else have we got? Now, on, on the future of Honda, um, they are looking to put Yamamoto in some kind of role in Toro Rosso next year. And Test driver, you reckon? I reckon he'll get a few. Uh, he'll get a few Friday mornings. Yeah, because he was a success at Suzuka. And it's was ca- he? I thought he was really slow. This is what confused me. I think they seemed happy enough, didn't they? Was it successful? He didn't crash. Probably. Um, yeah. He was. He was running some really bizarre program, and he wasn't expected to get fast laps. And but it was all. It was all data gathering. Right. Okay. Because when you saw him go out, he had at least. Um, he had at least three aero fences. I think there was one on one on each side pod, and there was one. Uh, on the back of the rear wing as well. Mm. Do you know so. what as well? Toro Rosso did finish the year quite strongly, so it, that mm. maybe he did get them the good data. Maybe, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Honda are looking to put him in with a view to getting getting him into F1. I still feel like he's too old. It is getting on. I mean, we've just said Alex Brundle never made it to F1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's younger yeah. than Yamamoto. And y- Yamamoto come 2021, what, 32? I think yeah, so. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's 31 now, yeah. so... Oh, so you knock on the door of 33 by then. Yeah. Um, and of course, <coughs> to make a start in F1 these days, you've really got to be under 20. Months. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with Red Bull. <laughs> but if they, can, if they can negotiate a role, then that will be good because that will keep Honda interested. Yeah. Because if, if, they've, if they've got a vested interest in one of the cars, then that way they'll keep funneling money into it and we won't lose another engine supplier. Mm. It's a funny thing, the old Formula One for uh, Japan, isn't it, when it comes to Honda? Mm. Honda doesn't seem to get the... I mean, I, I know they've had a rough ride of it this time in Formula One, but even when, when they've been in with their own team and stuff, and when they had a good engine and they were uh, Honda, BAR, whatever it was, um, oh, it's... You seem to always forget Honda were in Formula One. Do you know what I mean? It was never. It never felt like the way you'd feel about a Renault being in or Mercedes or another yeah, manufacturer. Yeah, I mean Honda hasn't mm. properly been in Formula One since it was Power and Williams. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is. I don't. I don't know whether it's the like difference in culture between the like the mm. very Western Formula One. And very, very Japanese Honda. Maybe we don't see the results of it over here, and maybe they sort of keep all their big sort of promotion. And for Japan, for Japan, it, may, no. may, it well, makes sense. Know, right? Formula know, One's mega in Japan. We are it? the Formula Formula One engine supplier that's won X, Y, and Z, and they're you know they're trading on that in Japan. Whereas it gets to gets to the West, and well, there's all the other suppliers that have been successful, but Honda sort of. Keeping the keeping things big, you know, bigging up in their own country. I'm sure. And Red, don't forget the on Suzuka as well. Yeah, I'm sure Red Bull and Max Verstappen, especially, are hugely marketable in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can see the anime Red Bull people. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just you just had to look at the um, anime style Dutch lions around the track yes. in Suzuka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the 
if the Japanese can make a costume out of it, two, hell, two races well. he reckons, doesn't he? I think I read somewhere. Max Verstappen thinks he like within the first couple of races he's gonna he's gonna know pretty much what he's doing with his Formula One career. Well, there we go. Mm. <laughs> um, personally, I think it would be good for Honda to stay in. Because, I like it. Because they've, yeah. now, they've now proved they've got a race-winning engine. Yeah. yeah, they've developed well. They've got they've got a good package. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and they just need to get Linford Christie as a spokesman. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I can, I, can, I can see things working out well, but Yamamoto's age is the worry. There's also talk about maybe getting um, Sonoda moved further up the ladder. It looks like he's going to be an F two. Yeah, I think he 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 would. I think he would need at least two years in F two. He was like he got he had a couple of good results in F three, but he was crashy. Yeah, and he's also tiny, so I I think there's a lot of work like muscle wise to do there. I think that's it's like the unfortunate thing, isn't it? I mean, it's not unfortunate really because it doesn't fucking matter as far as Formula One is concerned. But if you don't explode in F2, mm. then I don't think you're a Formula 1 driver. The thing is, though, look at Stoffel. He completely dominated Oh, yeah, no, I, I, and I think Super Formula might be the death of Formula 1 drivers yeah. for some reason. <laughs> yeah, don't go there. Yeah. But, Gasly, um, Gasly is the only one that's had any kind of yeah, and look F1, at this year. F1 success. Yeah. And he nearly took, lost his drive this it took, year it, it took him a demotion yeah. to recover to where he was when Red Bull put him in Super Formula. But to break to break into Formula 1 is where he... I don't think it guarantees success exploding mm-hmm. in uh, F2. But to break in, you have to be outstanding in F2. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, that's that's the way the super license points are set up now, really, yeah. is that that's where you have to go to yeah. get a license. Well, even, um, I know Album was sort of dropped by Red Bull and stuff like that, but even that, that year, Album looked good. Yeah, you know, he, like he, he forced his way back into yeah, contention. Yeah. But then again, Red Bull have done that with Kivy and Fulton. He's forced his way back somehow by driving <laughs> simulator really well. Yeah, that doesn't work, does it? Yeah, but I feel Kim, uh, Kvyat's slightly different, isn't he? Because Red Bull destroyed Kvyat. Yeah, you know it's it, it was he had the same thing as Gasly, where there was too much pressure, too much pressure put on him. And to be, to be perfect, sorry, yeah, same thing as Gasly. Uh, that's why I think Albon's done so well because mm-hmm. he's uh, had more pressure than both of those. Because I like Mark Webber. That's not the same pressure as being in a car uh, next to Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. No. No, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to seeing what Albon can do in a full season. Just hoping that he gets a full season next year. But we can we can talk about we'll talk about that in January when we do the uh, yeah. But I tell you just quickly now, massive conjecture. I uh, I think Albon, with testing under his belt and developing that car, will be able to be a headache for Max Verstappen. I think. Even even if he doesn't challenge Max Verstappen regularly, if he's like getting podiums, Red Bull could challenge Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, which is very interesting because we've not seen a lot of that. Spoiler, spoiler! I don't think anyone's going to challenge Mercedes. Oh, um, whether or not they actually <laughs> win a title, I'm not saying, but they might make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, Mercedes, 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 will, <laughs> Mercedes will launch the car next year, and uh, the announcement will be. 
you've seen this before. It won everything last year. What's the point? Yeah, last year's was a bad Mercedes. This one's good. <laughs> this one's last year's, <laughs> and it'll still destroy the competition. No, no, they've already done. They did a. They put a seat fitting video up with Bottas this side went, this isn't week, and yeah, Craig Scarborough has already done that. This yeah. is different. This is different. This is different. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we christened the way that Bottas. Or me and Flood christened the way that Bottas got into the car as the Scarb stepladder. Yeah, because <laughs> it was more than one scarp step because it was well off the ground. Is it also risky to do a seat fitting at this time of year? I mean, what if they have a bit of a good Christmas? Then they have a hell of a lot of workouts to do in January. <laughs> Wouldn't it be better to do the seat fitting now, though, than, um, say, January 2nd when you've just done all of Christmas yeah, and you haven't worn the excess I off? I think athletes might have like a Christmas dinner. I don't think they sit down and go, right, I'm going to eat for two weeks. (laughs) Two words. Kimi Raikkonen. He doesn't look like a big eater. (laughs) I think he'd probably eat less in the (laughs) off-season. What was it he was doing this week? I don't know, but in he was in a bear costume. He was, was, he was, it a he was dressed bear? up in a reindeer onesie. No, it was a monkey. He was dressed as a monkey. Oh, I thought We've had three different animals. So yeah. some kind it, it of furry a, some, creature. Some esports thing, and there was, wasn't a photo of him without a beer in his hand. Yeah, and I think his, was his wife dressed as Alice in Wonderland? She was dressed as something. Yeah, That wouldn't surprise me. Talk, talking of Kimmy Raikkonen and drinks, you, you missed this one, Lee. We saw, the, um, we saw cans of the Kimmy-approved long drink on sale in Liverpool. Oh, did weekend. you? Did you have one? Um, I, we had a cider instead. Yeah. Didn't oh. we? Go, going back to the Patreon <laughs> show, I didn't because it's gin based. Oh right. Okay. And I, I don't like gin. And by the time we noticed it, you'd already ordered. Kimmy doesn't cider. strike me as a gin drinker. Apparently, apparently, the long drink is a Finnish tradition. The, oh, the right, gin, okay. the gin based. I think Kimmy thing. just strikes me as a whatever a you've got going. Yeah. yeah. If it's if it's in a glass, it's fine. That's will, that's one thing in the future. The Formula One's going to be a poorer place when Kimmy Raikkonen mm. goes. It's going to be a more sober place. <laughs> then again, he might just hang around in the paddock and. Yeah, yeah, paddock club. Yeah, adverts for drink Canada Dry. Okay, <laughs> I'll give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what have we got next? Well, you've written down 2020 tyres, but you've written down something that isn't going to happen, because they're not, are they? Yes, the the Pirelli announced, I think, within hours of the podcast going up last Tuesday. Yeah, podcast uh-huh. went up at half ten, Pirelli made the announcement around about half eleven, twelve Basically, o'clock. the teams have decided after testing the 2020 tyres that they're shit, and plans for the 2020 tyres have been scrapped. The money that must cost Pirelli. Yeah, because they, they did testing. Um, they did, I think, some testing in the Abu Dhabi test, and yeah. then Mercedes did a tyre test as well. And it was not good. But do you think, do you think like, Pirelli a bit like, guys, this is not the first time you've drove on these. <laughs> like, you could have said this months ago. <laughs> well, they've been run all the tyre tests during mm-hmm. the year for the 2020 spec. They were... Um, they were running that many different compounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And none of, not one of them was good. They, c- no. they couldn't find any any positive features in any of the prospective 2020 tyres. Is it a Pirelli problem? Is it a Pirelli problem or is it a Formula 1 problem? I tell you what, 2021 is going to be fucking crazy for tyres because no one's going to know what the fuck they're like. Mm. At least the and the wheels are going to be bigger. Yeah, but yeah. at least, they're, but they're testing those wheels on these cars, which are different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to wonder because, like, they they do test with every team, don't they? Pretty much. Yeah. Because all the teams wanted it, which is fair enough. Which is fair enough that all the teams wanted to get involved. But does that then make it very difficult to get consistent feedback? 
I think when, it does because yeah. I mean they'll have got the feedback from Haas, who said they were shit. No, yeah. uh, we can't we can't get heat in these ones either. Mm. Yeah, which which is about all the feedback you get from tyres with Haas. It's like we can't switch them on, and that's basically what they've said all year about these tyres. But a unanimous no, though, from every team, yeah. it must have and the, the FIA uh, as well. Yeah, it they they must have just given up by uh, by the Abu Dhabi test. <laughs> I, I still can't help think that everyone turns around and goes no, and then Ferrari goes, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Try this compound. We based it on the wheels from Lewis's pit lane scooter. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know what? What more do you want? But we've said, we've said, and it, it, it was Chris that started this one first. Pirelli are in the ultimate no-win situation. Yeah, yeah, we've said this for fucking years since now. the second season Pirelli were yeah. in, which I think was round about when we started. Yeah. It's just. We want we want the tyres to run until the drop off. Oh, the drop off's too dangerous. Yeah. We want tyres that we can run flat out. Here's some tyres that can run flat out. Oh, the race the races are now boring because there's no strategy in it. Oh, now we can't race we can't race at full speed. Yeah. Because the tyres are too unpredictable. I was like, well, what the hell do you want? <laughs> I don't know. It's I I don't know what fixes it. I I don't believe it's a tyre war because. I think it's too much of an uh, Ferrari Bridgestone situation mm-hmm. chance. Yeah. Um, but then, then you then you get left with US two thousand and five again. Yeah. yeah. But well, again, that's when you get like a tire arms race, isn't it? Where both both tire manufacturers are desperately trying to make their tires the fastest, which is kind of cool. But I think the problem <laughs> with the Ferrari Bridgestone thing, and this is why everybody sort of moved away from Bridgestone, we just got left with um, Jordan and Minardi using Bridgestone tires. Is that Bridgestone had to supply a minimum of three teams? Yeah, for it to be legal, for, for them to be able to supply. They were making the tires to suit that Ferrari. Yeah, and they found the two most cash-strapped teams on the grid and offered them money to take, to take the, tires. the tires. Yeah, they, I mean those those fucking things came out of the mold with a Ferrari logo on them. Yeah, <laughs> not not as badly badged for Ferrari as that Mercedes that we saw in the car park yesterday with a Ferrari badge on the registration plate that had been altered to look like the Manx flag. Right, okay. That was one of the... I should have got a photo of that, because that yeah. was one of the saddest things I've ever it, it seen. It was a bizarre thing. And it was like a newish, fairly reasonable Mercedes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like something from a scrapyard, but with a Ferrari badge. Weird. Yes, it was an odd choice. Was it Lewis's car? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Did you, so did you hear about Vettel? About talking about Lewis comes Ferrari. And he was asked, he said, I'm sick of hearing this question. I'm going to... I can give you the exclusive. He's already signed. <laughs> <laughs> Are we getting Happy Vettel back? That could, that could, Mischief that could, Vettel is usually quite entertaining. Yeah. That could mean that Ferrari are looking like they've got a good car next year. Oh, hang on, how many years have we been saying that? <sighs> I don't know. Well, they are, the first, know. they are the first team to uh, announce the launch date. Are they? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that came out last Already week. The 11th dates, of February. Well. Can't remember. <laughs> crazy. But yeah, Ferrari have already, um, already announced that when the car's going to be launched... I'm amazed that because uh, normally you don't get it until a third week in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually, it's usually um, Happy Birthday, Dan. Oh, by the way, here's all the launch dates. Yeah, it's a. Do we reckon it's a bit of a psych? They're like, well, I, we are so organised. We know what's happening. The car's definitely going to be ready on this day. No problem. Yeah, I I think we could be getting going back to the old days of Ferrari mind games. Either that or Bernardo screaming at somebody. Go, no, I said. Would you like to go for lunch, mate? (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, it, do, it does seem a bit of a strange one announcing it so early. Mm. Yeah. No, definite mind game. Mm. I'm amazed. I'm amazed those two drivers are in that team this year. Amazed. <coughs> I mean, there's, but there's still time for Vettel to retire. It's not going to happen. I don't. Think, I, I think it would have happened before Christmas. It's not Christmas yet for another nine days. That's true. But Joe, I think we'd. I think we'd have known by now. I think he'd have done it at Abu Dhabi. To be perfectly honest, after after the race. Mm, possibly, but I mean, it's up. It's up Rosberg till the. Uh, well, it was the FIA prize giving, wasn't it? When he. Uh, when I think he, the difference. Yeah, but that was like the second or third of December. It the wasn't this Rosberg late. wanted to go. I don't think Vettel doesn't want to leave Formula One. I just I'm not sure he wants to be in Ferrari. Another year of him phoning it in, then. Well, no, no, like his no. last season at Red Bull. No, because he needs to impress. He's right now. Is he worth hiring? Yeah, if he want if he wants to get in like a Mercedes or a Red Bull or a Red Bull, he would need to have a better year than the year he's just had because. Yeah. He probably doesn't unseat Bottas or Albon at the minute. I mean, that would have to be the dream for him, wouldn't it? The dream, the dream for Vettel would be that he smashes it next year, doesn't win the title, but you know, maybe the car's not up for winning it. Beats Leclerc, Lewis is going to Ferrari, and they can just can do a seat swap. That's what Vettel would want. Might be what Bottas wants as well, because I think if. If they can't find somebody to stick in another Mercedes that Lewis Hamilton leaves, it might be the only way that Bottas keeps his seat for 2021 if they end up moving George Russell up. I think George Russell will be driving a Mercedes if there's if there's moves. I think the only person that can stop him driving a Mercedes is George Russell. If he, if he can live up to the hype now and if Williams can give him a car to sort of show... I mean, I think he should be all right to smash Latifi. I was going to say, even driving a shed, he's got to beat Latifi. (laughs) I I think he'll ruin Latifi. I mean, I was surprised. um, I was surprised in the tests that what Latifi did, that Kubitz was faster than him. I thought, I thought at least he would come in and be faster Mm. than Kubitz. He looked good on the Friday mornings that he did compared to Kubitz. He's a handsome man, but but that doesn't make him fast, (laughs) Charles. You know, I mean, the timings-wise, the program that he ran on the Friday mornings yeah. tended to look quite good. So I don't know if Williams were up to something weird in their yeah. test or just whatever bits of shit they could find yeah, left in the back the of the garage. Of, for the whole of the last two years, we've not known what Williams are up to. Full no. stop. No. no. Um, I, st- I still think they they haven't been bad. They haven't. From what we saw in mm. Australia, they improved through the year, yeah. and they became they were the back end team, but at least they were a Formula One team. The, yeah, wor- I mean, the worry yeah. is, did they improve that much that they've now forgotten about next year's car and we're going to be back to square one again come February? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd think that there's enough transferable that whatever you gain this year, you can gain next year. I mean, with all the shenanigans that went on at the start of the season uh, with Paddy Lowe going, um, no, I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, yeah, maybe, ages ago, <laughs> maybe a bit, a bit of stability. Will over the winter will help him because I mean he announced that he was go- he announced that he was going it was pretty early in the season wasn't it yeah I had a feeling it was about this time last year I think it might have actually been in 2018 no it was just it was or just, certainly it was the just rumors a- it was just after the testing oh, okay because it was yeah. we knew he was going for ages before it was confirmed I, wasn't I, it, it was- I think I can remember seeing Paddy Lowe in a horrible blue fade Williams van. What, being having a sack put over his yeah, head yeah. and thrust at the back <laughs> of it? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was after um, it was after the testing because the car was late. Yeah. Now, he 
he wouldn't have just like sod it. I'm off. The, there would have been things going on. Something's going. So uh, it would be great the, to the, find out what's happened there. Yeah, and you know, I think even he was. Ter- he may have been turning up to work every day, and he'd already checked out. Yeah, and that's why things weren't working as they should with Williams. Because I mean, don't forget they didn't actually turn up until the start of the second test. No. So, you know, the car wasn't ready, the car wasn't safe, the car wasn't built, the car hadn't mm. passed its crash tests, we don't have the parts. So, you know, the, there was there was ructions between the end of the what 2018 season. What the fuck season. is Rocket? <laughs> <laughs> um, They're popping up all over the bloody yeah, yeah, yeah. place. It's now the new title sponsor of uh, W Series. Yeah. There have been Possibly a few other things Chadwick they've turned connection. I suspect mm. she might have, yeah, connected the dots there. And they make mobile phones and an energy drink for ladies that for looks ladies. really masculine. <laughs> so I, I, I find, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure what W Series is for now. I know what it's for, mm. but you know, it's it feels um, none of those girls seem any closer to getting to Formula One because they're in W Series. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Chadwick signed with Williams in the middle of the W Series. Yeah. She's doing. Asian F3 at the mm-hmm. moment with people like Nikita Mazapan and uh, Jack Doohan, who's on the Red Bull program, and who else is in there? Can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but she's in a reasonable-ish series at the moment. Um, there's a few of them that have gone on to like sports cars and stuff. Yeah, it just it, that, it's, but... I mean, it's if it's if its job is to make female motor racers, that's that's mm. great. But I, to be honest, I think that I think that's yeah. what its focus should be for the first few years. Let's... Yeah. Get exposure for um, women but, but what, racing but, drivers. But what worries me to is move, so that they've got the chance to move in a different series yeah. and prove themselves in faster cars, and it gets a step up. And to be honest, any racing series that excludes rich boys playing with daddy's money, I don't yeah. care who's behind the wheel. If they're oh, not, yeah. a, if they're not a rich boy <laughs> playing with daddy's money, I'm all for that. We've got rich girls playing with daddy's. I money. mean, there, yeah, there are a few well-funded. Uh, so I think yeah. it's exactly the same thing. No, what I find weird about it is, I think there's a higher percentage of actual drivers in there than kids with kids with playthings. Yeah, not none of them are in I there. Don't, I wouldn't go that far. None of them are in there because of money. They all had to go through this weird kind of testing day yeah. beforehand, which looked quite bizarre. But it, I suppose it does exclude the ones just buying their way in. So. But what I find funny is because it had the connection of try, trying to make a female Formula One driver to start mm-hmm. with. But all the uh, women that are in it are kind of like F2 age. Yeah, there's a couple of younger ones. There's a couple sort of 17, 18-ish. But it, but it seems like the you go, you're go going to have to go from there to F3 or to F2 mm. before anything else happens. It, I, I I don't know, I think. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm sort of still a bit jury's out on it, yeah. but we shall see. It's it's a strange plan. I mean, uh, Tatiana Calderon said she's not going to have anything to do with it now. No. Because it's no good for her career, but she really was a bit crap in F2. She was. She's doing Asian F3 as well at the mm. moment, I think. I just think it's time. That's that's why I, that, I, I'm not against it. I don't, but I just think it's because there was such a big push at that time. And mm. you think, well, it's not. There's nothing wrong with the with the, with the idea of women coming into motorsport or women driving in motorsport, but you're. Um, you're wanting to force the conveyor belt down a little bit too much. You know, it's as soon as it's there and it's ingrained of people and you get more females come through, then you're going to get more world-class females come through. 
But yeah, it it's the sort of thing we don't know necessarily how much of an impact that's going to have yeah. for maybe sort of five, ten years. Exactly. Yeah, when yeah. girls that are sort of, you know, younger now, maybe Carting ten age. or less. Yeah, yes. sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when we'll find out whether it's actually inspired, it's I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think that's probably about all the news that there is. Well, at the minute, but, I mean, that's <laughs> more. Do than we I want to make up some more? I was going to say, say we're, we're into the third week of December, yeah. and there is actually and still some news. news. No, I'm happy with that. That's yeah. good. Right. Good night. Um, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, click like and subscribe. Yeah. Um, Join Patreon twice. Cheers. <laughs> we are going to do a season review, but we're going to do a hour season review with all the um, all the competitions and predictions and stuff we've got going it's unfortunately due to sponsorship reasons we didn't have any prizes because we didn't have any sponsors yep there you go um, but people will want to know how and what they've done I'm going to start with Formula Lee um, just quickly the results of the last race um, top three Alessandro Popolani was in third and this, there's an important reason why he's getting mentioned on this mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Armstrong was second and Lee's favourite name Carl Toomey is it? is that my favourite name? well you said it You said it was last time it I must have been him. at some point must be do you same. have a different favourite each week? I think I think he does Mr O'Nasty's always pretty good isn't it? it's a he's had a few different pronunciations and why should camping why should camp when you've got a house I'm a, I'm a big fan of that <laughs> <laughs> oh in that case we've got a collection of names in the um, overall t- Formula League top 20 for the 2019 <laughs> season um, I can review our patrons names if you need me to we can write an article about it <laughs> you're going you're gonna to do it anyway uh, right so Formula Lee, how it works out one race matching every race during the F1 season with an extra summer break race thrown in. Yeah. Um, how many people did we have taking part this year? I've got to scroll down quite a long way on this page. 155 people Jesus. took part in Formula That's Lee this impressive. year. That's impressive. That is um, that is good. So we'll be... Um, it's like 155 ones. <laughs> well, yes. For, any, for anyone that follows the NFL, Josh Gordon's been suspended indefinitely again. Shocking. He likes weed. It's his fourth ban for taking. Uh, for it's all, it must be more than four. But isn't that daft when it's so it's legal virtually fucking everywhere in as America? Of, as of last week, it's now legal in baseball. Is it? Is it? Is it legal in the hometown of the country you play? Of where it is technically, yes. but play, it's prohibited by the league. That's ridiculous. And do you know what? If you can be a fucking professional athlete and stone, fair play. <laughs> fair play. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is the kind of thing that means that we might not get a Russian flag at next year's Russian Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a Pol- Polish man today to, uh, talking about the uh, women's uh, cycling world champion. Uh, that's the transgender trans- athlete. And the po- the Polish guy turned around and said, I can't argue too much. Uh, sorry, he's Russian. The Russian guy said, I can't argue too much. We've been doing this for years. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Formula, Formula Lee. Um, 155 people took part. Uh, how many people scored points? 75. Wow. That's fairly widespread, so we're going to keep it going for next year. Absolutely. Yeah, and maybe a winter series starting after uh, after the new year. W series. No, sorry, we can't. <laughs> Someone else has got that. There isn't an official video game for that, so we can't do it. We'll cold, stick- cold series. No, that'll do. Ice, is that, ice the, is that what, yeah. the Russian series? Formula Chili. 
Right, 20th place was Ayrton Antonucci. There's, an, there's always an Ayrton in the top yeah. 20. Uh, 19th was Justin Smedley. 18th, Ollie Vestley. 17th, Michael Keller. 16th, Marcel Strike. 15th, Joe Marsh. 14th, Nathan Mazzolo. 13th, Ricky Worrell. 12th. Joe Marsh sounds like a page three girl. <laughs> 12th was Jody's Adam sister. Smith. 11th, Max Williams. Top 10, Alberto Rolden in 10th. Matthew Morrison, 9th. Santerio Nasty in 8th. One of your favourite names. Uh, Carl Toomey in 7th. They're coming thick and fast here. Pete Bull was 6th. Julian McMahon Hyde, 5th. And Veitcher Camping was 4th. Pretty big on McMahon as well. Can't, I, can't, I can't deny McMahon in there. <laughs> Top three with 275 points in third place was Kyle Armstrong. Second with 401 points was Chris Olby. And taking it with 403 points, which was why it was vital for him in the last race, was Alessandro Popolani. Wow. Two points in it after 22 races. Closer than Formula One. Definitely. Yeah. So we will kick that off again in the new year. I can give him a Ben Elton book. I don't really want it. Did you get Did you get that while attending the Ben Elton? I, it was part of my prize for ah. I won when I went to watch him. I thought it was signed. That's what I was going to keep it, but it's, it's just not a signed. random it's book. Just a, it's just his new book. I, mean, I won't read it. My book comes in audio form. Someone, someone's getting that as a, a Christmas present, aren't they? Someone in your not too close family, sort of distant that edge likes of the... Ben Elton that much. <laughs> I actually used to like Ben Elton. I like the sci-fi one he did, the uh, with the big wheel on the front of it. I forgot what it was called now. Don't think I read that one. I, I gave up on him after I read that one that was based on Big Brother, and I just thought, no, he's gone to shit. Oh no, I I didn't mind that either. I I quite like that sort of phase of Ben Elton. And then there was the X Factor one as well. That was bloody <laughs> awful. I don't know about that. Oh, he made, um, in the book, Prince Charles won the X Factor. Tell you what, he'd be a good man for writing a couple of Black Mirrors. Yeah, Possibly. Phil, we've ventured away from F1 we here. We have. Now then. Probably. Um, the um, Prediction League that we ran on the website. Top three for each race. Yeah. And fastest lap and pole position. Mm-hmm. Um, funnily enough. There was only two points in this over the course of the season. Uh, Levi Shrek, you were third. Kiara Heaney, you <laughs> Your name's you, Shrek. <laughs> there's an extra C in there as well. I think it's a foreign Shrek. Um, Kiara Heaney, you were second with 101 points, but Jared Fields won with 103. Oof. Tight, point tight at the top. One, and then one that wasn't tight at the top. Was the podcast predictions? Oh, I was shit at uh, this. Yeah, this, yeah. Did, this didn't go well in the end, did it? No, I don't think so. Um, no, because Sean, you came fifth. I did. I didn't even do any random shit Lass, like putting no, in Norris Lass, no, or anything Lass. like that. I didn't even go, you know, properly off piste. No, you got fifty-seven points. Shocking, Lee. You weren't last. Uh, sorry, Sean, you were sixth because it was. Yes, was yeah. yeah. I went crazy at the end, no, didn't I? I, I tried I to win. I think you started doing like Grosjean and yeah. stuff. <laughs> you tried to win and failed miserably because you came fifth with 59. Uh, Dan was fourth with 61. Chris in third with 67, uh, 66. I got 67 points and our variety of guests won it with the 73. The hive mind. The hive mind has beaten us <laughs> all. Fucking battered by the Borg. Yep. <laughs> so, basically, what we've proved over the course of the season is that we're not as good as random people whose names we pick out of a hat to get to do predictions. Nah, it's like, it's, they're like our little quantum computer. 
Although, like <laughs> although two of this year's predictors were Scarbs and Virtual Statman. They're kind of professional Formula One yeah, types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you take their results out of it... <laughs> to be fair, Scarbs does say he knows fuck all about drivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so if you take their results out of it, I've won. <laughs> For the second year on the trot. Moral victory! No. Uh, no. Not yeah. having it. No. I'm guessing we're going to be doing that again next There's year. There's no morals in that victory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a moral person anyway to begin with. <clears throat> so we'll be doing that one again next year. Yes. And we'll yeah. um, we'll keep, the <clears throat> keep the guests going as well, see if we can actually get revenge. We like a game. <laughs> we do. <laughs> And uh, we will try our damnedest to organise some prizes yes. for next year. Uh, we're on the lookout for sponsors. If Put an appeal out now. If anybody yeah. wants to sponsor any of the competitions on the show, if you run a company, if you're in a marketing department in a company that wants some uh, wants some promotion, mm-hmm. get in touch. It doesn't through... have to be Formula One based either. No. It just has to be cool. Some, yeah, yeah, something of interest. Yeah. Three valuable. Legs... Something valuable. Three legs, four wheels at gmail.com and you can have naming rights to the competition as long as you sponsor the prizes. Something you can give, we can sell, and then I can give a Ben Elton book. <laughs> <laughs> is the, if the Ben Elton book is the prize for the winter series. <laughs> <laughs> right. Season review. On the track stuff. On actual F1 racy kind of stuff. And I reckon... We should do it in our normal way, team by team, from the back. Right. Uh-huh. Because if we do it race by race, well, it's 10 to 10, and I'd like to be home before 3 in the morning. And, and yeah. that involves remembering <clears throat> stuff. That, like is, that is true. Whereas we can just talk about each team and yes. what they did right, which is going to be very short for this first one, because it's going to be Williams, and we can talk about what they did wrong with their point. Good progression. I think that's the the best yes. thing we can say about Williams. Um, I mean, the best thing to come out of Williams this year was George Russell. Yes. Absolutely. Um, he's proved that he can drive a dog of a car. So, I mean, obviously, he was fasti- fastest in testing in the fastest car. It's also not it's, not... it's not the best thing that's come out of Williams this year. best thing come out of Williams is proving me right again, because Williams are good at proving me right and having... <laughs> uh, Kubica back in Formula One was a joke. He reckons he could come back again. You yeah, know? he said. He said this week he's not one hundred percent certain his time on the grid's done. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. I think every, everybody. I, else I'm, is. I'm inclined to agree with you here. Shockingly, mind you, he is testing for Haas, though, isn't he? No, it looks I don't like know. He's going to be there the was an dri- argument. Sim driver for Racing Point. He's got. Uh, yeah, there's a strain. There's a fighting over. Him. There's a bidding war over Kubica. <laughs> What, um, what, is he easier to pack up or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it might have been the flu talking, but I'm sure I saw a tweet from Hass saying that they'd signed him. As... I thought he'd seem signed to Hass. Right, yeah. well, you two had the flu at the same time. Yeah, I might have been right. hallucinating this. So and then can, that tweet I'll, dig, was, I'll do a dig. And then that tweet got deleted. Right. But I'm sure I saw a tweet from Hass saying they'd signed him, and then it got pulled really quickly. Could it have been William Story on the hack? No, it was actually it was actually a it was actually a Hass tweet, not a Rich Energy tweet. Oh, okay. I mean, his arm looks like look, looks like one of the fucking Rich Energy logos. It's ridiculous. Hey, saw it saw it on sale on uh, Saturday night. Well, it wasn't on sale. His arm? Fun. No, Rich Energy. 
It wasn't on sale because it was a free bar, so literally the only way that they could get people to drink the stuff was to give it away. Right, so apparently as of three days ago, Pietro Fittipaldi, who was Haas's test driver this year, has said that he is still waiting on Kubica to find out what he's doing next year. Right, okay. What he's currently doing is being beaten by Tatiana Calderon in F3 Oh, she can, she can beat somebody in that series. Yeah, he ah. is last in that series. Oh, my God. I tell you what I'm interested to see. I would be interested for him to have tests for... Um, Austin, India, and Point. Austin, India sounds like a porn star. And uh, see if he's quicker than Lance Stroll. Who, Kubica? Yeah. Or Fittipaldi? Kubica. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, be like the worst championship race ever. <laughs> <laughs> God, that, that'd make... Um, two of them, only US, two US of them. 2005 look like Germany this year. Only two of them in there, and one of them had come third. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was another really crappy year for Williams. <sighs> They've got to have hit rock bottom now. They've got to be bouncing back, surely. I I, mean, I think they hit rock bottom in, in Australia. No, in Baku, when everything had gone wrong anyway up until that point, and then just a random grid decided to trash the car. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the car did it hit something on the way back to the pits? Oh, it was a manhole it, cover, wasn't it? Didn't, a yeah. manhole cover destroyed the car, George. and then as it was getting craned back to the pits, yes. a bridge hit the it crane, or something. The crane, the crane wasn't down. The <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back, that back I think was just yeah, that, that was summed up Williams's 2019 yeah. up until that point. Was it Kubitz's car? When no, it was, no, it was, it was John, John Russell's car because the worried it had damaged the chassis. And then they were bringing it back, and then when it hit the bridge, they were worried it had damaged the chassis even more. Right, because Kubica yoloed it into the uh, <laughs> castle bit, didn't he? The first bit of the castle. Was that not Leclerc? Yeah, Leclerc, but I think he did it in did Kubica do it as Kubica, well? Kubica did it in FP3, and that's yes. why he didn't do qualifying. Yeah. I see. Right. And then Leclerc did it in qualifying. That's the one that ended up um, qualifying, um, finished about an hour and a half later than it was meant to yeah. because qualifying got delayed because they had to rebuild the castle after Kubica had stuck <laughs> it in the wall the and then rebuild rebuild everything around the castle when Leclerc I know I missed this wall. qualifying session but that, I yeah that was it yeah because that was I'm stupid I'm stupid yeah and, that was uh, Leclerc that was that, stupid yeah yeah that was Leclerc he started crying at that race and then didn't stop for the rest of the season <laughs> <laughs> But all all in all, another year to forget for Williams. Yeah, yeah. I but I, do you know what? I think I still believe Haas is the the worst team of the year. Yeah, you know, I th- they're, I th- they're the ones that actively move backwards. Yeah, aren't yeah. They? I, I Williams. I don't know whether it was just because of how good George Russell handled a bad year, because every time he was put in front of the media, he said the right things. Mm-hmm. He he was always positive about it. He was just. Happy to be on the grid in Formula One. I think even when they it was announced that he had a second year on his contract with Williams, even that didn't destroy him. No, no, no. <laughs> but he was he took the positive of that where he knew that he was at least secure. You know, mm-hmm. where I'm sure Lando felt a bit fucking wobbly for a while. <laughs> um, Every time he gets in a car, I think. I don't think it's an it's an, uh, a. I don't think it means nothing either that. Uh, uh, what's her name? Williams, her name, Claire Williams. Claire Williams, has been quite suspicious in her absence. She was no, mm-hmm. she she was nowhere near the sort of focal point of no, that team. She was, she was very quiet. Yeah, 
Williams and hadn't had a focal point. I think that's what Paddy, Paddy Lowe was expected to be yeah. uh, this time last year. And then, of course, he's been gone. Mm. I hope I hope they can get... All they need to do, they, even if they're last, but on the same lap and behind the cars, that, you know, it's behind Haas or Toro Rosso, whichever one is, is the cars in front of them. If they can be racing those... That's mm-hmm. where we want them to be. If they can skip a couple of them and be sort of in yeah, amongst to, the mid, to not mid-grid. necessarily be last every race. Yes, that's yeah. yeah. If they can, if they can qualify faster than two or three cars, maybe maybe, maybe even maybe a Q two appearance. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at one point George Russell was only what was it, something like a tenth outside or a hundredth outside. That would have been superhuman if he'd done that. Superhuman. I, there's lots of people like judging what George Russell was doing in that car, even though you you couldn't see it. Uh, similar to what Alonso did with McLaren, aren't they? Yeah, are they? Yeah, That's a new one on me. Wondered how long it'd be before the first Alonso mention for, well, during the first team. He's put on some ballast, Danny. Fucking hell, he oh. was looking chunky and I, I I didn't think he looked chunky. I just think he looked thick. Like generic I, ballast, I will go with. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not claiming I, that. I think if you if you tap that, I think that would be pretty solid. <laughs> you go up to Alonso and start poking it. Yeah. Well, you've wanted to tap Alonso for about the last that. five years, I, possibly longer. He's a good-looking man. <laughs> he is a good-looking man, Alonso, he, and he's not just like pretty good-looking. He's manly good-looking, and he's got a bit of mystique <laughs> about him. Moving swiftly on, I know it's Hassie next. They don't move oh, swiftly. Yes. Christ, yeah. Um, when you're talking, not gay when, for either of these guys. When you're, talking, <laughs> when you're talking about worst team of the season, I mean, you've got two drivers that hate each other. You've got one driver that hates keeping it on the road and loves the barriers. To be fair, uh, to Grosjean, every other driver seems to hate Magnussen. Yeah, no one likes Magnussen, to be fair. F1 have put a, um, even put a video out of drivers slagging Magnussen off yeah. on track. Um, I mean, Grosjean is crashy, but he's wall-crashy. Magnussen will just try and kill you. Uh, I think Grosjean <laughs> saved his career by being right about the car. As it turns out, the car was an absolute dog. No, no, but, but going back to Australia. Yeah, spec, once, and once being they went faster. back, there was briefly a hint of yeah. something, wasn't there? Yeah. Even uh, just in qualifying. I mean, they were expected to do so much and only scored points in one, two, three, four, five races. Is, yeah, Gr- not is good. Grosjean like the, the barometer of how hard it is to find a good Formula One driver? Now you you'll get these certain drivers like Nick Heidfeld or something, which yeah, you, seem you to just stick around for stick years around and no one's ages. quite sure why. Because there's loads of racing drivers, mm-hmm. but it's very difficult to find one that can work in Formula One. Possibly, yes. Are we going to get Roman Grosjean's world of disappointment? Possibly. Yeah, it's called the Hass Factory. Yeah. Because yeah, that Grosjean is there over Hulkenberg. Yeah, great. <laughs> I, I see. There's still the, there's still a bit of me, just wonders if there's just something about Grosjean that needs to click. I don't know what it would be. Going back into a at lotus this point, maybe, but um, because he's got the speed, I I I would probably pick him over Magnussen. I mean, I think I think I think Grosjean's main problem is yeah, he's got the speed, but he doesn't. I mean, we haven't heard him whinging about brakes this year. No. As much. We have heard it a bit. Mm. <laughs> I think he needs the right sports psychologist. Yeah, I think I think you could be right, because yeah. he, 
he just seems very down about everything. Because we don't really do drive a coaching in Formula 1. I know, um, what's his name? Jackie Stewart had a go at it, didn't he, with him? But mm. I think there's a difference between an ex-Formula 1 driver being like a driver coach than there is an actual sports psychologist trying to sort out what's going on inside yeah, your Lance head. Stroll's been few, through a few of these as well, hasn't he? He keeps having like ex-drivers turn up in his garage as yeah, a, like yeah. a coaching capacity. What was it? Jackie Stewart was taking... Um, it's when, not work, Daddy, burn him! <laughs> when Lance Stroll was at Williams, he was taking old cars and running them on F1 circuits, and he had Jackie Stewart coaching him for a while. I mean, a driver coach will tell you where your ideal breaking point should be. Yeah. And what line to take through a corner. A sports psychologist will say things like, you are actually good enough to have made it into Formula One. For fuck's sake, will you stop whinging? Well, it's not even that. <laughs> it's actually breaking down what your problems are and then giving you the mental tools to to work to work through a weekend is what I think he needs. That's the first time in, in the tw- almost 20 years I've known you where you've said the words mental tool and not describing somebody as a mental tool. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think. I mean, to be fair, we are talking about Grosjean. <laughs> yeah, um, that is completely nullified now. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Grosjean's obviously got the ability because he's been he's been fast and he's been up at the front end. He was racing with Kimi and stuff when yeah, they were got, in Lotus. Is it eight podium yeah. he's got something like that. So you know the the ability's there, the speed's there. He can handle a car, but is he is he one of these one of these drivers where if everything isn't one hundred percent perfect, then it's shit. Yes, I think yes. he is definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. one you know, of those. It's, it's all, it's all or nothing. Which I, and that might be accentuated in Haas. Yeah, I don't know why I said it like that. Haas. Uh, but, um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't. To be think fair, was Grosjean not saying it arse for about the first six I think months? He still because, is. because he, yeah, because yeah. in the French they don't really go for the huh. No, don't. no, that is uh, that, that is true. Um, I mean, as far as Magnussen's problem, Magnussen is Magnussen's problem. Yes. I, I, I'm st- Bad tattoos are Magnuson's problem. <laughs> I am stunned that they've kept both drivers. Yeah, I mean, on the face of it, I suppose Magnuson's had the better year. Did he finish ahead in the points? Um, I'd have thought so. Have a look. Less far back yeah. um, rather than ahead, yeah, I Magnuson think. Magnuson finished on 20 points and Grosjean finished on 8. Yeah. So 16th. So hang on, is that 18th. not just their race numbers? <laughs> is that actually their points yeah Jesus Christ but like Haas had such a bad year like they had a bad car this year they had a car they didn't understand they had tyres they couldn't get along with they had whatever Ferrari was giving them you know I apparently Magnussen next year he's changing his number to 414 <laughs> good move good move Grosjean's changing it to two. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd be interested to see what has to do next year. I, do, do you think it's, a, it's like, with going into 2021, is it a defining year for Haas? Well, that's the thing, because we've talked about 2020 being a throwaway season. Mm. And is the 2020 car going to be... They can't, they can't make the 2020 car an evolution of this year's. Because even yeah, Gunter this year's doesn't words, work. we don't know how it works. <laughs> well, this is the, the problem is they don't make the cars, that's do the, they? That's mm. the thing. It's in kit form. And they bought the, they bought the car from Motor Racing Ikea, but the instructions are in Swedish and Magnus only speaks Danish. You see, that's when it comes to 2021 for them as well. Is that Dallara going to start making cars to the new spec? 
Well, they'll have well, to. They're going to have to if the. Or Haas are going to have to build their own yeah. chassis. Because it's it, it. I'm just thinking. It seems a big investment for Dallara to go in to go down that road of building like a a car for a new formula. Mm. Mm. Um. So it. I've just I've just thought I've just thought of the worst pun going, but. Well, I mean, Haas buying buying all the bits of the car and building it themselves, so they've got the glueless kit and it's driven by a pair of glueless kits. I said okay. it was a bad pun. I I don't I I'm not I'm not sure it's a pun. Or is it just a fact? I think it's just a fact. <laughs> I think it's a sentence that What's <laughs> uh, happening next? <laughs> what what's happening next is Haas need to can we say build a better car, design a better car? And hope that their various component builders can actually make the parts that they can put together in a car that um, doesn't shred its tyres after half a lap. Or manages to get the tyres up to temperature within three weeks of actually starting the race. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting for them next year because I do, I do really think if they have a bad season next year, that might be the last time we see Haas. I mean, Gene Haas could just pull his money out and piss yeah. off. Why, why would you keep doing it? Like, you are literally just putting money into an empty pit. Yeah. Um, obviously, the whole... I, I don't want to mention this too much, but the whole sponsor thing can't have helped. Yeah. That, oh, God, that no, would have no. caused so much bad morale in the team. Yeah. With Beardy, it would be Beardy nothing else. <laughs> and every other team that... Rich Energy were in negotiations with are now thinking that is one fucking bullet dodged mm-hmm. yeah there's always that though isn't there there's always this sponsor that comes into Formula 1 you go wonder if the money's actually there for this <laughs> yeah I mean I mean apparently the money was there but fucking unfortunately there was a lunatic with it <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't legislate for lunatics you can't no um, Alfa Romeo up next um, basically a Sauber in they say we're in eighth place. Yeah. Really solid year for Kimmy. Yeah. All right, not as good as we were bigging him up to be at the start yeah, of the season. Ta- because tapered off a bit in the middle, did he not? He had a, he had a, car he had a bit of a... off. Well, yeah, possibly the car. Yeah. But Gro- not Grosjean, what's the other one's name? Uh, Joe Venazzi. He seemed to go the other way. He seemed to really find his feet a bit more after the summer break. I still don't think he should be there. He said tapered off in the middle of the season. It was actually yeah. after the summer break that was it? Um, Kimmy had his bad run. Because that's kind of the middle of the season. Yeah, um, he he scored points in Hungary and then didn't score anything again until Brazil. Mm. So he had that he had that huge block, and mm. um, you know the car fell away. Is that when they stopped developing the stopped developing the car or putting everything into the development of the car and started looking at next year? That yes. is very yeah, likely, probably. I would think. Um, but I mean, Jovanazzi did look decidedly shaky at the start of the season. I think he looked. Sh- I mean, he was better towards the end of the season. Yeah. But oh, I, if you take Stroll out of it, he was the worst driver of the season, including Kubica. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, but to, and to be fair. The fact I don't know kind of makes it null and void. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he just he he seemed like, for want of better words, Cubits was a sideshow, but he felt like a waste of sideshow Bob. I think he mm. could have gone down the road of 
because he was a bit under pressure and there was a bit there were the questions about whether or not he'd have his seat again for yeah. this year he could have gone down the route of just sticking it in barriers and wiping people out by trying too hard the sort of the Kvyat route but he was battered by Kimmy and we've seen with Kimmy with Vettel that Kimmy's not Kimmy Kimmy yeah but he did seem to show some kind of progression but, but, but was it Formula One driver progression? Not he's, sure, the, the, but... The thing is, he's the best that Ferrari yeah. have got that isn't in a red car. Well, you just don't have a Ferrari driver in there. This is, this is why they've got five drivers in F2 next year, because yeah. they're desperately hoping one of but them shows up. Like, what's the point? What's the point of keeping him in there? What when what you c- what else are they going to do? Because with Because what you could do is take a proper driver in there, i.e. Hulkenberg, for fucking uh, instance. Hulkenberg has a cracking year, for instance. Let's say something does implode in Ferrari, then you can you've you've still got a driver you can put in Ferrari. Mm. It doesn't need to be someone you're bringing through your young driver program at the minute. What have they got in the car? They've got Giovinazzi. Is he ever going to make it for a Ferrari? Not unless he buys one. <laughs> You know, he's not going to make Formula One Ferrari. Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean, but I think I think Ferrari are doing that as a placeholder, basically. We could hold it with a decent driver. He's, he's, he's Danny Kvyat. Oh, he's not as bad as Danny. He's, Sorry, he's, but he's better. He's Danny, he's, Danny Kvyat's better than him. He's he's in the Toro Rosso, but he's never going to get back in that. I Red don't think Bull. either. I don't think him or Gasly will get back in Red Bull. But yeah, I think Giovinazzi is in a similar position. He's in the Sauber because there was no one else to tell the, the Alpha because there was no one else to take that seat. Hulkenberg! I don't think... That, it undermines their driver programme, though, doesn't it? It's the same reason he's not in the Red Bull. You know, Fer- Ferrari have really does that. Ferrari have really ramped up their young driver programme They have a recently. quarter of the F2 grid next oh, year. Oh, yeah, no, I, they're, <laughs> obvious, they're obviously looking for a driver. That's, that's obvious. I mean, don't forget... It, it, the, the same was Ferrari don't make drivers they buy them in but why not now they've, they've now gone they've very much out the other way to make some drivers but why not make Selber the best Selber you can get it for when you get a driver in which I think will happen in 2021 but you're going to lose th- Kimmy you're going to lose Kimmy next Kim, year Kimmy, Kimmy retires at the end of the year so they're going to need two drivers so they're going to need team. two drivers Ferrari have got five in F2. But then you're going to go into 2021, which everyone doesn't know it's fucking rolling dice as to what the fuck's going to happen there with no experienced Formula 1 driver in the team. Maybe that's the plan for Giovinazzi. It sounds Hold like a very fucking Ferrari panel, panel. Give it that. <laughs> it is the kind of logic they would come up with. You know, the, the, they keep Giovinazzi in the team for 2021 and they see if he gets destroyed by Mick Schumacher or Callum Isler or Robert, Robert Schwartzman or... Jake Hughes, yeah. is he one of them? Yeah, um, he's a Mick Schumacher's an interesting one. What do we? How do we feel he's going to get on next year? Um, it's make or break for him because if he has... if He has, he didn't have a bad season in F2. Because Captain he, 8th he, he was place, though. Every time I turned F2 on, he seemed to be an eighth. Yeah, he was definitely a he's sort the, of he's lower the, he's end the new Markelov, Which is going to be interesting, watching him and Markelov fight for eighth place in the next F2 season. To be fair, at least Markelov was it, like, extent, like crazy He's good sometimes. to watch, isn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Markelov is an absolute nutter. So. Like, he'd be last and, what, he's third? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's third, and why is everybody else on fire? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a make or break season for Mick Schumacher, really, because he's got he's got to be winning races, multiple, just to prove that he's not there because of his name and he's there because of his ability as well as his name. Obviously, the name's going to help, and the fact that now. the fact that Ferrari own him now, 
um, and they've stolen him from Mercedes, which was the same thing that they did with his dad. Mm. And I think they're, they're going to be pushing for him to be in the Alpha in 2021. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But he's got a lot of work to do to prove that he's good enough to be in it. And I think he's got more to do than any of the other Ferrari F2 drivers because he's got to live up to the name as well. I think he'll be in that. F- I, I think he will be in Formula One regardless of how he does next year. I don't know. He's He's got to finish top of all five Ferrari drivers in F2. No, I don't think so. I think I think it just for the the name alone, I think they will want, they will want that just for the the Ferrari's commitment to the mm. Schumacher brand and legacy. If Robert, if Robert Schwartzman beats him in the championship, then he would have the better sort of title because yeah. he ha- comes with the F3 title, which Schumacher had European F3, did he yeah. not? Yeah. So if Schwartzman finishes ahead of him in the championship, you would argue that that is the better driver. I can't help but feel that um, Dan Tickton might have had a, a point for the European F3 thing. Uh, now after watching him do a whole season in F2. About forgotten all, all what, of a sudden he gets good. Yeah, because I've forgotten what Dan Tickton's argument was. He accused him of cheating, didn't he? Or, oh, or, sorry, enough, or uh, he accused <laughs> he accused European F3 of making F uh, of tinkering with the car to suit. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Became F Schumacher. Yeah. And I because I've still I still fancy Dan Tickton of getting himself into Formula One. No. Uh, he's he's tenacious and he will keep trying no matter what. Is he confirmed back in F2 next year? Nick DeVries is I don't there. think so. Yes, yes, he is. He's Carlin. I'm Facts. not sure Def- he is. He's definitely back in F2. I think he'll win the championship. Good Lord. That is, that is a bold prediction. We should start doing more F2 next year. Yeah. I like the F2. It's a good watch. Mm. But going going back going back to Alpha. Um, or maybe Art. It's either Art or Carlin. It's a good team. He is with Dams. Oh, is it Dams? Ah. Alongside Sean Galeal. There's two drivers that could drive into each other professionally. So somebody that's been binned off the Red Bull programme and somebody that's on the Red Bull programme only when his dad pays enough chicken money for that weekend. (laughs) I I think uh, Dan Tickton's got something. Like I say, I think he'll be back in Formula 1. Attitude, mainly. He's a fucking kid. He's... What twenty two, twenty three now? He's twenty. Yeah, oh, he's and, 20. and when yeah. and when he did his shit, he was what seventeen. Mm. He was a fucking kid. We can't. You can't. Hold oh no, I'm not. That. I'm not. I'm not saying that. He's, I'm not saying that he's like he used to be. But he still. He still lets his mouth run away with him. He's British. He's got. He's definitely got that British confidence about him. British confidence. British confidence. What the fuck is that? We, no, 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 no. But like, no, no, the laddie, like British lad confidence. Yeah. He's definitely got a chunk of that with him. So as he drives past, you shouting "Lager, lager, lager!" You know who's coming. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, I get you. Um, go, yeah, going back to Alpha, they really need to. I think they need to step things up and not have that drop off again next year. I think they'll be exactly where they are. I, I don't. I don't think. I think the teams are naturally settling again. I think you've got McLaren going back up to where it should be. Um, that's why Toro Rosso was signed in there. I, I think Toro Rosso and um, Alfa Romeo will be keeping each other pretty close company. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who who Alfa Romeo could catch, really, to sort of progress forward. I better, don't than, know. better than Haas, but maybe not better than 
many more. I mean, mm-hmm. I, Haas have got every chance. We've seen what they've done. They've had one bad year, essentially, since they've come into Formula 1. There's every reason that they could be like top of that pack. They, they, they could be aiming for fifth. Yeah, I mean, Formula 1.6. If they can figure out how to work these tyres that are going to be the same as last year. I think they'll have a struggle to keep up with Renault or McLaren. Well, Renault are claiming they were artificially low. We'll get we'll get to them in a bit. Yeah. It's racing point next. We we always talk about binary performances from teams, and I think this is the ultimate in oh absolutely the yeah. binary team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, seventy three points, fifty two of those were if, from Perez. Perez had a really long run without points as well. Like he went missing in the middle of the yeah. Year. He went from Spain to Hungary without scoring. Yeah. Um. The main, the main issue with Racing Point, and we've already said it, is Lance Stroll qualifying. Because All right, Stroll can be all right in a race, but he's putting himself at a massive disadvantage yeah. by starting... It's only certain races yeah, as well. Six or seven grid slots down where he should be. So that's six or seven cars he's got to get past. And you can't always guarantee to be able to do that. And he's just, he, he's nowhere near Perez. And like you say, you talk about binary, fucking hell, you program their fucking results into basic and you're going to get like a text adventure come out (laughs) take gold (laughs) you now have gold (laughs) yeah I mean Stroll the main criticism of of him that we've said since Williams is that he's great on a circuit where it's stick your foot down, brake turn 90 degrees, stick your foot down yeah Give, give him a long corner yeah, give, give him a track which takes skill, is what you're trying to say. Basically, yes. Yeah, he just doesn't have it. No. Whatever it is. He's not I'm a Formula totally 1 sure. driver. Yeah. It's, that's, that's for sure. That's, that's to say, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a massive difference between him and um, Giovinazzi. Put him in a car and he'll drive it all day, so send him to WEC. I've already said this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's there's... There's something lacking. I mean, he's been in Formula One now for that's his third season, isn't it? He did yeah. Two, two, yeah, two with Williams, one with Racing Point. He's, he's a lucky boy. He's got money behind him because uh, it, this isn't the nineties anymore. Drivers don't just get three seasons to sort mm. themselves out in Formula One. No. Yeah, Stoffel. Yes. A yeah. Prime example. Prime example. Yeah. If if he didn't have all the money in Canada that the Latifi family don't own, yeah, <laughs> then. Um, we would we will be talking about somebody else, Hulkenberg being Perez's teammate next yeah. year. Yeah, and West of a seat, it's heading that way. I don't think it's heading that way. I think he is a waste of a seat. I thought I thought there was a chance for him to improve this year in a better car than the Williams. Also, he had, he had a better teammate as well. So that's the other thing is the the gulf has widened between him and his teammate. Mm. Yeah, because I mean he was he was keeping up with Sorokin, but Sorokin wasn't, wasn't a Formula One driver. No, yeah. He had a massive bag of cash. Yeah, Pro- not quite as big as Stroll's, but probably a decent test driver. Yeah. Mm. But when you look at as well, um, Stroll took Ocon's seat. Ocon looked quite good next to Perez. Yes. So yeah. it's Perez is not par. unattainable. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't run into each other without being as quick yeah, well, as each yes, other. Well, yes, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, that, that again, that's why I think I, I'm confused at the hype around Ocon because I, I I like Perez. I think he's a perfectly fine mid-grid driver. World Championship material, he is not. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. Perez, I think we like Perez. He is entertaining, yeah. but yeah. I, I still maintain it was that season at McLaren that completely destroyed him. 
I think you're right. I, yeah. I think it might think have more just it. shown us his it's, level. It's taken it's taken him a while to get back. He's now at the level that he would have been the season after McLaren if he'd have stayed at Sauber. If that makes any sense. He's lost half a dozen years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And you know, now he's coming back but he's only yeah, he's only got the ability to be in a mid grid team. And I don't think he'll progress further than that, which he would have done if um, if he hadn't have been through the Ron Dennis meat grinder. Yeah, because I mean he, he gave up a place in the Ferrari Driver Academy to go to McLaren. You know th- mm. this this is this is how top teams thought of him mm. in um, what was it two uh, twenty yeah. yeah, you know so you know you've got you've got Ferrari back in you. And another team, another team, world championship winning team, comes in and says, "We want you." And it's like, and it's. I think it was just too much too soon for him. And now he's at the level that he would have been if he hadn't have had that McLaren year. Yeah, he's he's Kvyat because it was the same thing. McLaren lost Lewis Hamilton and had to panic mm-hmm. and pa- like panic bought a Mexican. <laughs> Worst idea for a takeaway ever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Racing Point need to. They can't address the driver problem though while Daddy Stroll is there. Daddy Stroll's no fool. And mm. I, I'm He's really, really, he has, I'm really he has made his money somehow, hasn't he? It's not by being an idiot. Yeah, and one thing I do think you can see is like when when you go to Daddy Stroll, he's very involved with the team. Mm, he's you know, always he, there. Yeah, he's he's a... I, I mean, maybe that's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing, but he seems to enjoy being in Formula 1 just as much as his son enjoys being in Formula 1. I mean, when he was with Williams, you saw him in the garage and he was he was actually wearing team gear quite a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, was, he seemed to be an active part of the operation. Yes, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, I, all right, he was bankrolling the team to the tune of however much he was paying to get Lance <laughs> in the car. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, that could be a bad thing when you've got someone that that's so financially tied to the team that has their son in the car. Um, it might it might be detrimental, but they didn't. They they got the car sorted out in the end, yeah. so it can't be that bad. Mm. I mean, all right, they went into this year on the back foot because when they would have been starting to develop the 2019 car, they were too busy going bust. Yeah. As false India. Now they've had eighteen months under the current ownership, mm. and they've had this year's development time uninterrupted mm. to make next year's car. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting season for them. And let's you know we'll talk more about this when we do the previews. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do, and if it's still binary with Perez getting the vast majority of the points, then I think it's exactly where it'll be. Daddy Stroll is going to have to make some serious. Decisions. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it's going to be, and especially with um, if they get the Austin Martin branding and that team is running because mm-hmm. we we don't know how it'll work yet. But I would imagine if he does buy into Austin Martin and they do use it, you will just get a team Austin Martin. It in, could be, it could yeah. be that they rename the whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and if there will be more of a spotlight on there. You know, yeah. I know it's not going to be Austin with an Austin engine and stuff like that, but they will all of a it sudden... It might be in 2021. It's not been, it's not been ruled out. No, 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 absolutely. In two years, absolutely. So maybe a year's time. Yeah. But this is essentially what happened to Ericsson last year is Alfa Romeo 
badged up the Sauber. Yeah. They wanted to get a Ferrari-owned driver in. He went. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's going to be... There's going to be a lot to look out for with uh, with them. Is Austin still a British company? It's kind of-ish, sort of. Kind of yeah, ish. sort of. What if they want a British driver in there? For... Um, Union Jack purposes. They own Jamie Chadwick. Do they? They do. It's interesting. I, do, I, I, I don't think she'll make it to Formula One. They also own capacity. Alex Brundle. He's definitely making it to Formula <laughs> One. <laughs> no, they have, they have a rostrum of sort of British drivers, but... Well, uh, you've you got, like... Yeah, well, who's your man in the Renault driver? Jack Aitken? Yeah. I think mm. he's missed he's his moment. Something. You think he's been knocking on the door too long? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think he might be uh, might be out of the way. And I think he's is he the only British driver in F two next year? No, no, t- Dan Tickton. Oh, Dan Tickton as well. I think I mean, there there was, the, the, one of the Ferrari Aston, ones is British Aston as well. Could take it. Oh, um, Callum Eilert. That's the one. Cost. Yeah, but I mean, Aston Martin could take an interest in Dan Tickton because yeah. he at, at the moment Red Jack Aitken actually doesn't have a confirmed drive oh, does for he F two next year. Wow. But he was late last year as well. Right, okay. Half the teams haven't confirmed their entry yet, so <laughs> would you say with Dams he's Tickton's driving? Uh Tickton is with Dams alongside Galeal. Most of the F two teams um didn't actually announce the lineup until after the pre season mm. test. They wait to see, don't you? You wait to see who's about. Yeah, who's who, who does who's, well who's in winter series. series and yeah. Uh, I, I, who's I think, got I the sponsorship well, who to save as well I think yeah. you know, cause there's wait a, and see who's got the checks yeah and there's a lot of teams helping drivers like get get caught you know so mm-hmm. they don't end up falling out of a single seater like, I think Al- Alban was that last year he didn't have a confirmed F2 drive at the start no, of he had to year. jack a Formula E drive in didn't he yeah, exactly. yeah signed for well signed no, for... no 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 at the start of the F2 season last year he didn't have a seat. Oh, was it going into Formula One? Yeah, before his Formula. Right, yeah, okay. he hadn't. He, he talking twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, going into twenty eighteen, he didn't have an F two drive. He picked up a one race thing because I think someone had a heavy crash. Right. Okay. And did enough in that one to sort of force his way back in. Mm. Interesting. So we, we could, we, you know, we're going to see stuff like that in oh, F two. Yeah. I mean, you've got to get the. Does uh, the New Zealand? What is it, the Tasman series or whatever it's become now out of the way? Yeah. Because that is like a proving ground for a lot of F2 drivers because Lando did that before he went into F2. Yeah. Yeah, you have that, you have Asian F3, you have MRF Challenge, which is sort of like Bahrain, Abu Dhabi, all the all that sort of neck Emirates of the woods. End. Um, there's a few, there's a couple of sort of interesting winter series. I just, I don't understand, like when you look at Force India. At what point? Oh, fuck, he did it again. Oh, God, please become Aston Martin. They will They will rebrand themselves Aston Martin in 2021 and you will start calling them Racing Point Probably. that day. No, 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 I think, <laughs> I think I'd think go with Aston Martin. I think my, my brain would remember that. Can we just call them Jordan and I've done with it? Yes, you can call them Jordan. Um, <laughs> Jordan Midland Spiker. Yeah, Benetton. No, it's not Benetton. That's right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, I, I I wonder how much progression the teams can make because like with such big changes coming, do, do you 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 can't afford to McLaren and Ferrari in two thousand and eight because they destroyed two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. But and it's not just destroying yourself for the next year; it could be destroying yourself for two or three seasons. Yeah, I mean, it could mm. be that whole generation. Yeah, really. yeah, I mean, Red Bull have okay, they've been. They haven't really challenged for a title. 
No, it's in the whole hit hybrid. Series, well, no yeah. one's challenged for a title. Well, really. no, no, that, that, that was the thing. Nobody knew that Mercedes, Mercedes were going to build the hybrid that was completely unbeatable. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it, I, I don't think there's going to be as much shuffling around this year as people want there to be. I don't think it's going to be as tight as people want it to be either. Mm, possibly, possibly not. Although. Renault, who will get to fully in a bit of claim that they're in an artificially bad position because of everything that went wrong for them. But um, <laughs> I, I, this that, is, that's just how standings work. Stuff goes wrong, you're near the bottom. Stuff goes good, you're near the top. Yeah, that's this is going to sound <laughs> slightly racist, but it does seem like a very French response to their <laughs> to their situation. Well, it's the standard serial, a lot of bull. <laughs> <laughs> But it's but it's Toro Rosso next anyway, up to sixth mainly because of two podiums. Yeah, yeah, shocking. You know the, the who would have thought at the start of the season? Oh, is that what they mean by artificial position? Yeah, I, I'll give them but that. Those podiums were there for Renault though. Hulkenberg could have quite easily got a podium yeah. in Germany, but oh, yeah, put but it I in. Mean, that, that was that that was like throwing eight sided dice around. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Like played Dungeons and Dragons. Absolutely. Maybe that's where he was going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I kind of get why they're not upset too much about Torosso getting in front of them. Torosso well, no, aren't. Torosso finished sixth, Renault finished fifth. Oh, right, but okay. there were podiums that were available for Renault to get. Yeah. Um, and but we'll we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, but yeah. Torosso, you the usual. Um, the Red Bull organisation going back to their roots by chopping and changing drivers. Yeah. Um, worked, though. It it worked. Yeah, I think it suited everyone. Yeah. yeah. Gasly is far better in the Toro Rosso than he was in the Red Bull. Now, whether mm-hmm. that's down to the lack of pressure. I think there's lack of pressure. And the lack of a teammate who is being tipped to win every other race. I th- I don't even think it's just that. It's It's being able to handle... Like where are you? Where, where's this extra time come from? Like, what am I doing wrong? Why? Mm-hmm. Why is he half a second quicker than me? I I think you can see it in certain drivers where um, Bottas, for instance. I don't think Bottas understands where Lewis Hamilton's extra pace is from. Uh, whereas Albon seems to be taken a bit better from um, uh, Max. Yeah, um, I think Albon is a more complete driver. Yes, I'd go with that. And um, I mean, he had a he had a fairly okay-ish start to the season. Yeah, who's this Albon? Albon, um, very good sort of last three or four races before the switch. I seem to recall. I mean, the switch was Belgium, wasn't it? Yes, it was after Hungary. So he did. Um, he scored points in five races up to Hungary. But more importantly, the last two races before the summer break, the sixth, um, the sixth in Germany, even though mm. he was being hit by well, the guy he ended up replacing, yeah, <laughs> and um, tenth in Hungary, and then moved into the big boy team. But yeah, he was he was looking he was looking pretty solid at the start. Kvyat, kind of up and down, really. I think he had a decent season. Yeah, he had a phase where he just seemed to keep rear-ending people on the last lap of the race and getting a five-second time yeah. penalty. Yeah, there was two, there was two, there was <laughs> which two was very twenty seventeen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, what was it? Uh, Mexico. Did he hit Albin? Was it Albin? It was Perez in Mexico, I seem to recall. Did, didn't he do a Red Bull in as well? Didn't he do a teammate, either a teammate or a full I fat Red Bull? It might have been Gasly. Was it Gasly, did he, Gasly in did the Red he, Bull? Did he hit Hulkenberg into Gasly? Yes. Yeah, that sounds Or that something sounds along right. those kind of lines. I thought he went clean into a Red Bull. And if it, if it wasn't for the chequered flag shenanigans, that got, got, away. That got, that got yeah. Perez the points. Yes. Because he didn't finish what everyone thought was the last lap, but it turned out he'd finished. And The only time I remember Kvyat... In fact, no, that wouldn't be a Red Bull at all. Um, ignore me. I was going to say, I remember Ricardo reversing into him in Baku. Yes. That was stunning. That. Um, but I, I don't remember Kvyat wiping out a Red Bull, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. No. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very much on brand. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, we, there we are had, too many Kvyat shenanigans to remember the them all. But for his comeback season... I think he did all right. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he earned his drive for next year. I think. Yeah, he did. He did a, did a good job. I mean, finished thirteenth in thirteenth uh, in the championship, and what was his points? Thirty seven out of Toro Rosso's eighty five. Mm. So it's all right. Not not dire. Mm, just under half of yeah. the thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's it, whatever. It, was, it? it wasn't mm-hmm. a mistake bringing him back from a racing point of view, but like you say, he, he's bloody unlikely to end up back yeah. in a Red Bull. Yeah, I think so. But he's been a good advert for Danny Kvyat, and if there's another team out there that needs a decent driver, yeah, a mid-grid team, yeah, yeah. Um, easy man. If Toro Rosso is going to be the Red Bull development thing again, mm-hmm. rather than we own two teams, let's juggle some drivers. Yeah, but I don't. I don't understand what Toro Rosso is at the moment, or Alpha Tori as they're about. To no, be. I yes. don't understand. <laughs> A clothing know. sales technique. Yeah, they are. They are there to bring drivers up to Red Bull, but Red Bull have got two young drivers. This is exactly the mm-hmm. same thing that happened with um, Vettel. Uh, sorry, Vettel and uh, Weber, isn't it? You had because they 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 had such a long tenure together mm. in Red Bull. They, they just, you missed like the meat Vern and was Hartley full and production. Um, Buemi. Yeah. They all just dropped out because uh, there wasn't anywhere for them to Vern? go. Vern. Yeah. Who's turned out to be quite the driver you know, now <laughs> as far as Formula E goes. Mm-hmm. And of course, let's not forget Sebastian Bordet. Oh, we, we could forget yeah. Sebastian Bordet. Sebastian Bordet, including IndyCar, because he's, he's out of a job. It is Remember Jaime Elgaswari? Oh, that was yeah. another one. Uh, I see. I thought Al Jaswari was better than he. He, uh, he deserved more than he got. Did he? He retired to be a DJ or something, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. He went down that neck of the woods. He's quite cool as well. He's, he's, doing, he? he's doing really well. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And then Albers, Clean, Donobs. He was in Toro for a bit. Wasn't he? Liuzzi. Oh, but some quality names that have been put yeah. through the meat mm-hmm. grinder. You know, you know that was in the days when Toro Rosso was the young driver proving ground, and uh, they were proving that they didn't really have any good young drivers. <laughs> when David Coulthard was ready to retire, they dragged an extra couple of years out. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we haven't got anybody else. Um, well, I want to quit. Here's ten million for your charity. I will give you a white car once <laughs> for two corners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one other, one other thing about that. Was Coulthard was wearing a helmet cam in that Brazilian Grand Prix that's never been trialled out since because it was in the uh, it was in the chin area. 
Is it because he had extra room for it? I think I think they had to make the helmet bigger <laughs> to fit his chin. <laughs> the camera is actually embedded yeah. in the chin. It, it wasn't like a small camera. It was actually like a full-on red <laughs> 8K <laughs> HD camera. But, yeah, not a, not, a, not a bad season for Toro Rosso. I mean, how can it be a bad season for a team that isn't one of the big three and they get two podiums? Best yeah. year, best year mm-hmm. apart from the year that Vettel won a race for them, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's their second and third ever podium. Yeah. So they they have now filled every step of the podium in their yes. three races. In yeah, three yeah. races that they've done it. And the pro- the proved that the Honda engine worked in 2018 because mm-hmm. they they were the they were the guinea pig for Red Bull. Yeah. And it's carried on working for them, and they're getting a decent car out of it. It sounds stupid, this doesn't it? But when you when you've got Red Bull, which is like a full. Like full on proper Formula One team, mm-hmm. know that they can challenge for wins, possibly for championships in, in the near future. Have won championships in the past. Same with Ferrari when it comes to Alfa Romeo. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you think that when you're that tied to a big team, that you'd at least be a regular podium scorer if you were the junior team. I think I think the problem the problem there is the F one rules because you. As I said, they're very restricted on how much information. No, no, but if Red Bull as an organisation knows how to build a Formula One team, Mm. you'd think it would build a better B team because they know how to do it. It's you know, it's not like uh, Force India, for instance. Like all the money's there. Red Bull have all of the money. Mm. So, I is it just that? There's a certain they, budget they can give them. I think I think they do give them a fairly slim budget compared to a but lot of the rest of the why, grid. Why wouldn't you give Don't them more? Don't know. Especially if you're Red Bull. Especially if you've got all that money. Or is it one of those mm. situations where you go, if we've got 100 million extra guys, it's going in there into the full fat team. I mean, yeah. Red, Red Bull looked like they were giving Toro Rosso more money this year yeah. by being their title sponsor. Because it was Aston Martin Red Bull and Red Bull Toro Rosso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So maybe they snuck a little bit of extra money and that was that was some kind of loophole. Maybe. Because may, maybe, and I don't, I don't know this for certain, but I'm, this is just sort of conjecture here, but maybe there's something in the sporting code about running B teams or development teams where the one They've company... They've got to be self-funded. Yeah. yeah. Not, officially, you're not allowed a development team. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so Red Bull <laughs> threw all the money they could as a sponsorship, title sponsorship mm. deal into Toro Rosso. We could see the results from that next year, and maybe with the money that they're getting from their title sponsor, yeah, um, the ability to hire better staff, get better facilities. They're still in the old Minardi factory as well, so that's not going to be the most technically advanced F1 factory no. on the planet. No. They've you got know. like a random wind tunnel on some industrial estate near Silverstone as well, haven't they? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Like just in like a, a random unit. Yeah, the, car, the car's built in Fienza and then shipped, shipped over to Oxfordshire. See, that can't be ideal. You wouldn't have thought so. No. Yeah, it's the it's the same situation as Haas, isn't it? Because everything everything's built by Delara in Italy and then shipped over to shipped over to Silverstone. Yeah. Or what is it? Uh, Banbury, where um, Haas are. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that rings a bell. And although the although Haas have been using a wind tunnel in France apparently this year. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Let's just move on to Renault. Yes. yes. Let's do. Um, D minus must try harder. Definitely. 
Is Danny Rick kicking himself? Absolutely. I would say so. Has he screwed up his career and that's the chances of him being in a race winning car gone for good now? Almost certainly. He might get lucky with a retirement. A shit, or, the shit yeah. the shake around next year. Yeah. But, but he needs a good year. He needs to put himself back yeah. on that sort of market, doesn't he? But there seems to be something in that Renault that's stopping Danny Rick be Danny Rick and do mm. Danny Rick things. Yeah. I mean, it was it was kind of a kind of a portent for the year when uh, he didn't even make it to turn one in yeah. uh, Melbourne with a full <laughs> car because yeah. he hit the grass verge that was lumpy and ripped the front wing off. Yeah, um, and that was that was a sign that for was how it the rest then, of the really, year was going to go. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I mean, he finished ninth on fifty four points, which all right, more than fifty percent of what the team got. Mm. They finished uh, the team finished on ninety one. Um, after, of course, the disqualification in Japan for... Yeah, but that's only just more than 50% of what the team got and the other guy has been fired, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I wonder... And, of course, he lost points in France as well for the... Was it an overtake? Was it not an overtake? Mm. Ah. I wonder if he regrets not going to McLaren. Because that's the other thing. We're saying, Mm. I wonder if he regrets where he's done. But, I mean, when he's upset about where the team is... I'm pretty sure he can right, cheer himself up by thinking, oh, yeah, I signed a $70 million deal. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm sure that sort of is a yeah. nice comforter. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll keep him warm at night. So I'd like to see him back in another team. Maybe maybe Red Bull wouldn't be, isn't it like a, a complete out, like out there bet if Max decides to move on? Um. But that's, I just don't I don't see where he's gonna land unless he has a better season than he's had. Mm. It's almost like Vettel in it. Like he's not he's not imploded like Vettel has. No. But he he didn't really blow the doors off Hulkenberg mm. and he should have done, like if he was world championship material like we think he is. Yeah, diff- difficult one to judge, I think. But, I mean, it, it was it was a bad year all round for the team, and I I placed the blame squarely at uh, Cyril Abitabul's door because he just seems absolutely freaking. Why are there useless. no rumours about him being fired either? That just doesn't I've seem no, to be happening. No idea, because <laughs> if it was a football team, he'd be gone. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. Bring Eric Boulier back. Oof. Oh hell no. Ooh, hang on. <laughs> Calm down. Um, well, if they want somebody French, want somebody French's team principal, he's, he's the only, he's the only one I can think of. Then again, then again, we're better off getting Gerard Depardieu in. <laughs> well, talking of noses of that size, Prost is now a director of the racing team, and is he just there in the background to remind the um Remember when these cars used to win races? I think he's going to end up as team principal, and I'm not sure that's a great idea either, because <laughs> he's already had a go at it. Mm. Prost weren't covered in trophies. True. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if that's a good move, but something needs to. I, I've got a funny feeling Renault we're going to pull out. <coughs> not as a, not as an engine supplier. Yeah, I think just stay as, as a team engine. as a constructor. Yeah. Do you know why that is? Because they do it like because they're in, every because generation they're in Formula One at the moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. Renault are in Formula One for one reason and one reason only, and that to is quit. to pull out of Formula <laughs> One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saying that, I mean, they've got a deal with Ocon for two years, haven't they? He's yeah. he's signed up for twenty twenty one. Yes. Which suggests they're 
they're going to have a car. Quit. They're not going to quit <laughs> until 2022 or they're going to leave Ocon without a contract yeah. for another year. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't imagine that a team would put all that money into developing for 2021 and then pull out the year after. It really depends on how much of a dog the 2021 car turns out to be. If 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 they end up building another shed, then they could very easily say, oh, fuck this, I'm off. Well, there's, all, there's all talk, isn't there, about Alonso going back there in 21. Is there? Yeah. Oh, a new, again, a new one on me. That, that's, that's, mainly from him. Ah, no, no, that was the, 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 the talk was that that was his most likely destination if he came back to Formula 1. Okay. Not come across yeah. that one, but... Um, I, still, I still don't think he's going to come no, back. No, I'm very unconvinced. I think he'll be back in Formula 1. Mm. We're going to carry on arguing yeah. over <laughs> this for the next 12 months at least. Well, I hope so as well. I mean, especially like if he... See if he goes out and wins the fucking Dakar as well. You know, he, he'll, he'll have done fucking exceptional in everything else he's tried. It'll be him and, it'll be him and Carlos Sainz battling for Dakar this year. Senior. Yeah. Mm. Senior's pretty boss at it, to be fair. And he's won it three or four times. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Come, you know, coming uh, coming second to the dad of the kid who replaced you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I'd be... F- the, the, the other that's, one That's would, like the worst school sports day ever. I, I would still be fucking worried to worried be either Lando or Carlos Sainz. Because that Alonso figure never fucking goes away from McLaren. Yeah, he's, he's like the bloody spectre of doom hanging over him. <laughs> well, the thing is, he's still one of the best drivers in the world. He still should be in Formula One. But he threw a strop because he wasn't winning everything and walked. Um, I don't think he threw a strop. I think when you look at what McLaren gave him, I think he was exceptionally, like, knowing Alonso, like, exceptionally well fucking levelled with the situation. Yeah, but he still he still walked. There's only so long you can keep your you you can keep like the, your drive up to do that sort of thing. Yeah, but these days it's all about winning every other racing series possible. And I'm not even going to make a joke about selling hats. He, he just he, yeah okay he's he's hyper competitive. He wants to win everything he takes part mm-hmm. in. Um, he was monumentally pissed off after the whole IndyCar debacle. Yeah, because I mean there was all t- there was all the talk of him cutting all severing all ties with McLaren after yeah. that, and um, he now seems to be all right. He's back. He's back in the fold. He um, turned up. McLaren geared up with mm-hmm. the Kimoa hat in Abu Dhabi, but he was wearing a McLaren shirt. He was there in the yeah. garage, and he appears to have made up with them. But you know, do do they do they want his temperament? He was do he like he was at the factory working. If he was at the factory working, I would put a fucking big gamble of a tenor on the fact that he was in the simulator working on the twenty twenty one stuff. Could have been working on his indie car. Could have been working on his indie car, but I the the indie car thing seems to have settled, and I don't think he wants to do a full year of indie car. I I think like most Formula One drivers, he probably thinks a full year of indie car is too dangerous. Mm. He has said he's doing indie though. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, um, yeah. I think it it is confirmed that he's he's driving yeah. for McLaren because they're going to be entering an extra. Yeah. Arrow, Schmidt, Peterson, McLaren, whatever it is, however many it was, it's mm. Schmidt, Peterson, Arrow, McLaren. It's team spam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing. 
But I, I want to see him back in Formula One. I think he's got unfinished business in Formula One. And if uh, if 2021 can close it up and make some more teams competitive, and especially there's been talks, hasn't there, where people have said these cars are going to be really, really difficult to drive. Now, um, I still think he's... Well, wow, that's Lance Stroll and K-Mag fucked. Fucked. <laughs> Grosjean, fucked. Mm-hmm. Giovinazzi, Fucked. Uh, but if if um, in somebody else's cockpit while still being in his own car, yeah. fucked. <laughs> um, but if if that is one of the cases, if like one thing we can clearly see from what Alonso has been doing is that he's a mightily adaptable driver. And oh it, yeah, because I mean, switching from F one to WEC to, to yeah. Indy um, to. Whatever the fuck it is that they race in Dakar, and his first it's it's like is... some kind of like dune buggy, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like it's like half dune buggy, half mm. tank. Yeah. And his, <laughs> his first indie there, like his first indie, there was there was a chance he was gonna win that race. If that engine hadn't let go, mm. he would have at least been on the podium. Yeah. So I think if the cars are difficult to drive, if the grid bunches up, I think you would be a fool not to take an Alonso if you have a chance of doing it. I guess it just depends on um, whether he actually does want it or not, and whether whether he can get the right deal for him. I I think he'll be back because I don't believe he would have said uh, he wants to come back if he didn't know it was going to happen. Just out of ego, I don't I don't think he will want people to think he's not in Formula One because he couldn't get a drive. Oh, he will. He will spin it to make um, to make it all about. No, but I I Brand don't even Fernando. think I don't even think he'd have mentioned it if he wasn't certain he can get back in in twenty twenty one. I don't think he'd have mentioned it. Uh, I remain unconvinced. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with you on this. I'm yeah. I'm cynical about this because he is he is all about Brand Fernando. Oh yeah, abs- ab- that, that's what I mean. Mm. So, but I, that's why I don't think he would have suggested. He would have. Like glanced it off and said, "Oh, you know, it's a you, you don't know what the future holds or something like that." But to be so adamant that he wants to come back to Formula One, I I, I, don't... I don't know. Because all I've from him is, "We'll see," and I, it does sound a little bit. No, no. He, I think he, he said he was open to it, didn't he? Yeah. It was some kind of non-committal. But there was, there was another one. Didn't uh, Brundle grab hold of him and speak to him? He said, "Oh, he's, no." He said, "I want to come back." So he said he wants... No, I think I'm thinking of the same interview, but I don't think he was that positive. I thought, I thought he was I thought positive. he was a bit more hedgy, but... But um, I think it's interesting. I, th- I think he'll be back. I think it'll be I think it'll be good for the sport. I think it's always good when somebody comes back. Like Kvyat and Kubica. Yes, or Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> or uh, Mansell driving that McLaren. That wasn't ideal. <laughs> um, or Mansell driving that Jordan. That Mansell was too old, wasn't he, when he did it? Well, it was too, it was too wide for the McLaren. Yeah, it was, I, I suppose that see that it was in the days before Formula One drivers became super athletes, wasn't it? We were just into that phase where, like, they become yeah. start becoming. Although uh, some of the um, Sean retweeted today about the um, about the Mansell Jordan thing. Yeah, um, it was up. It was open to testing. Did did some testing. It was faster than Ralph Schumacher. Sat down with Eddie Jordan. Jordan found out exactly how much money Mansell wanted, and then it became a media and PR exercise, and there was no way he was driving that car in the in the race. Oh right, well. <laughs> but it, it got him uh, got him back in with the sponsors because it gave him a lot of coverage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, we will move on to McLaren next. 
Um, fourth, best of the rest. Best of the rest by a long way. Yeah, mm. very good year, I think, yeah, for McLaren. First, first podium mm-hmm. uh, in decades. Yeah, it's a shame it wasn't like a real podium. Well, the whole team got to go up on the podium later on. Yeah, it's not the same though, is it? Not, not really, because Lando nicked the champagne. Yeah. <laughs> um, two quality young drivers, Lando Norris, Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Because you have to vote for Rookie of the Year on social media, and he owns social he, media. He does yeah. dominate that spectrum, really, doesn't he? he yeah, just just a shitload. <laughs> um, but, yeah, quality quality performance from both drivers in the first season for the team. I mean, Lando making, making the move up to F1, um, finishing 11th, after some really shitty luck. He did. I still think he's in... Like he's in the danger zone next year, Lando. He needs a, if he has in, if he has a year like he's had, he won't be in Formula One the year after. He needs to show like the better judgment and avoiding that sort I of bad luck thing. Signs. I think. Yeah, I think he needs to beat signs some of the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think he needs to show just sort of yeah, cut out the rookie errors. Yeah, I mean, there was you know there, there was some genuine oh, bad yeah. luck, like sort of randomly bursting into flames. Oh, <laughs> he was took out a couple of times yeah. as well, yeah. and um, the, he lost like quite a lot of places in the first laps a few mm. times. That's why McLaren told him to like be more aggressive. Which I mean, he, um, in fairness to him, he did st- sort his starts out and stopped losing places. Yeah, he's got the quality speed. We've seen that. Yeah, um, that's doubtless, but. I mean, his problem in the start of the season was he's he's qualified in eighth, and by the end of lap one, mm. he's fighting his way back from thirteenth. Yeah. yeah. So, I hope like I, he's my favourite of the of like the drivers now, really. So, I I hope it works out, but I do I, I worry for him next year. I, there's something. I, I, there's something a little bit. Uh, I don't want to use the word weak, like mentally about him. But I think he can be a bit too nice. Yeah, yeah. And I think this he needs a bit. He needs a bit of steel in there somewhere, mm. doesn't he? Like, I think he had there was one race where he had a bit of sort of rubbing with Alban. Yeah. And afterwards, was like very surprised that his friend would yeah, come past yeah. him that aggressively. It's like, but you're racing. And he comes like this is the other thing I find odd as well is. Like when you look at sort of George Russell and Alban, they're all the sort of sort of the same age. But mm-hmm. Lando Norris comes across as being very young compared to the other two. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think he is a little bit younger, not not massively. Uh, yeah, but, but he he comes across as being a teenager, doesn't he? A lot of the time, I think, I think that's mainly because of all the social media stuff. Because he Instagrams like a thirteen-year-old girl. No, no, but in <laughs> interviews, in interviews and stuff like that, like you, like George Russell, like very quickly stopped being a new Formula 1 driver and just became another man in Formula 1. I think Toto Wolff told a story about when he first met George Russell was when he was 15 and he turned up in a suit. (laughs) I mean, George Russell does have an old head on young shoulders. Yeah, Yeah. but Albon as well. Albon, I think, seems to have a, like, uh, he seems to be a bit more grounded. Mm -hmm. Very level-headed. Everything's Mm. very sort of calm and controlled. I, I, that, that's why I, I hope being the court jester doesn't like fuck Lando's. Yeah, he needs to sort of not sort of stop all of it, but just kind of mature out of yeah, some yeah. of it a little bit. Mm. 
the other side of the garage, though, um, seeing what Carlos Sainz can do without the um, without the Red Bull axe hanging over his head, because even when he was yeah. at Renault, he was still only on loan from Red Bull. Yeah. And break, breaking the ties with Red Bull, it's just, it, it, he's come on leaps and bounds. Yeah. It, we, we always used to say that Sainz used to just get on with it. Mm-hmm. Now he's doing more than that, because he's, um, he's pushing... You see him making more moves rather than oh where where did he come from and just driving good races yeah you know, like there's there's no um, Baku comes to mind he had a really good race in Baku didn't he where there, you know, there was nothing spectacular there yeah I must admit I can't remember his but Baku he, uh, but that would fit with that yeah, if there was yeah. nothing particularly uh, but he just had a really good race pace I can't remember where he finished was he a seventh didn't, seventh yeah. yeah. And I, re- I re- was, was Norris eighth. eighth. See, because he caught Norris and passed him, didn't he? Yeah. 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 He made up something like, what was it, uh, 15 seconds in the last 10 yeah, laps yeah, and yeah. then passed Lando. I want to say Sainz had a really bad start to the year as well in terms of just things, again, it, it catching t- it, fire. It, t- and... it took him till Baku to actually score his first points because yeah. um, he didn't Jesus. finish Australia in Bahrain. Mm. Yeah, so... But, I mean, for me, I think he was... If you take Lewis Hamilton out of it, who seemed to not do an awful lot and win a world championship, um, I think he was the best driver of the year. To quote half the uh, to quote half of Twitter from BBC Sports Personality of the Year, well, he just gets in a car and drives it fast. That's all he does. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's never going to win British Sports Personality of the Year, is he? Solid well, no, second this year. What second? This oh, was he? Yeah, and it's an it's an Olympic year next year, so it's whoever does the yeah, yeah. Olympic the and Euros and yeah. yeah. Or maybe if he can win a championship in twenty twenty one and he beats Schumacher's record, if he doesn't, if if he doesn't win British Sports Personality of the Year, I'm going over to speak to somebody. <laughs> like I, I'm gonna go to. Odd, you're gonna go num- take on Claire Balding. Yeah, this is like, hang on a second. Odd <laughs> numbered years are the best years mm, for, for um, non-athlete, non-athletics, and non-footballers to win. Although in 2009, Jensen Button didn't win because Ryan Giggs did. Because as you said last night, it's because he retired. Yeah, this could be how Hamilton gets one if he just gets it out of sheer. Oh shit, he might not be here much longer. Let's. Um, not Formula One, but British sports personality of the year's tie in. Mm. Did did anybody see Gary Lineker's tweet to um, uh, Piers Morgan? No, no. It was fucking hilarious. It was good. Gary Lineker tweeted and said, "Hey Tubbs, uh, hi Tubbs. I uh, I can't watch the Arsenal game because I'm at the uh, I'm at the uh, British sports personality of the year uh, reunion. Can you tell me what the score is?" <laughs> 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 to which Morgan replies. Uh, it's not going well, mate. It's not yet. The only thing going worse than this is your rehearsals. Oh dear. <laughs> they have quite good banter, to be fair to them. They 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 seem to quite regularly go for each other. In I I think it's a kind of I think it's a well intentioned way. way oh, anything, yeah. anything that takes the piss out of Arsenal fans, I'm all for. <laughs> not where everyone was expecting me to go on that, but great season for McLaren overall. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, from so, where they've been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting fourth was, it was a, oh, maybe they'll come good this year at the start of the season. It's like, oh, shit, they actually have. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there, there are signs that they are on the way back and things are looking good for them in two years' time. I hope so. I mean, with them taking a Mercedes engine in 2021. Yeah, you you've... You kind of hope they're going to be championship contenders, don't you? You've got, you've got, to, you've got to think that they're going to going to be pushing for podiums and wins, because 
they've proved that they can get more out of the uh, out of a car being powered by a Renault engine than Renault. Yeah. So if they get the best engine on the grid, then they build a car that is worthy of that engine. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd you'd like to think they would be they would be up there with Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari. Yeah, I I, I hope so. I'd you know I'd love to see the possibility of a four way fight for a championship. Well. I, I kind of hope that what Formula One's doing, which I and there's it sort of smells of it a little bit, is Formula One seems to have got looked at MotoGP. You know, when you look at the way the rules are and what the changes are with things, and I it, I do think the idea of like the like the satellite teams might be closing in a little bit more, and McLaren with what they've got like infrastructure wise, they should be a top team. You know. Mm. Yeah, and um, they're spending more money on the infrastructure yeah. as well because they're rebuilding the wind tunnel. Mm-hmm. So new simulator as well. They're new, new simulator. Fourth gen, generation simulator, I think they're, they're saying it is. that will be like nothing else simulator-wise they've ever had. Except wow. for what's in Lando's living room. I was going to say, do we mm. reckon it's Lando's personal sim supplier Probably. that's bringing that in? Yeah, just not to name drop, but when we, um, when we asked him the question, sort of... Um, you know how you know what do you like about the simulator? And he said, "Which one? The one in the one in here in the factory, or the one I've got at home?" Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's only an iRace and PC rig, isn't it? You know, he's got a. He's, he does, it's nothing crazy. No, I think I think he's I think he's added crazy to it recently. What you see on Twitch isn't what you isn't the real one. That, I think that's just his racing setup. Yeah. Oh there, yeah, yeah, yeah. There there are two setups in that living room, and the other one doesn't belong to his flatmate. Oh, I don't know. Don't know about that. But the. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'd love to look at the like what the Sims are like, especially when they build when they build the new ones. Because I always wonder when Formula One's going to decide to go like VR with Sims. Interesting. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it can't be far off. I mean, we've seen a lot of the Mercedes one this season with mm. uh, all the behind the scenes stuff that Sky have done. With I never, mm. I never believe that they're the actual simulators. You see, <laughs> mm. I because it always looks a little bit. Uh, we hire this out for corporate events it's, usually. Yeah, the TV simulator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, poss- possibly. Uh, right, Red Bull next. So we've got a Honda back on the podium. We've got a Honda winning races. We've got a Honda on pole. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Hellfire. Um, Good year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this was. I think third in the championship was the best that Red Bull could hope for. It was because it, they've got best year. They've mm-hmm. got a new engine. Yeah. You don't change engine suppliers and all of a sudden win everything. No. Not not these days. I, do, I don't think we can count it as a new engine, to be perfectly honest, though. Oh, right, it had a, a year's yeah, development. They, yeah, they gave Toro it a Rosso. sort of a year yeah, of yeah. testing and trial and error and whatnot. But even, even through this season as well, you know, it's the those Toro Rossos were going pop quite a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they used all the components before everybody did, did else. Did Hartley have six engines last year? I think it was about yeah, that many. Yeah. He had a lot of experience with putting a new engine in. Of course he in. did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's you know it's great to see the switching to Honda didn't harm them. No, not at all. Mm. Hey, well, I, I think with with the amount of Toro Rossos that went pop in twenty eighteen, I yeah. think they're ahead of where they would be with Renault engines now. Yeah. Do you know what? I I actually agree with you yeah. on that. I think so because um, the Renault just doesn't have the pace. Ninety percent of Red Bull's achievements is what Adrian Newey has drawn. Yeah, well, it's, this is the thing when he was when Red Bull were doing the the business, it was an aero formula, mm. 
Uh, and I'm, I fully expect with this whole ground effect thing coming in and then uh, like new top surfaces, like jobbies going on, I, I, Adrian knew he's going to come up with something. There is a lorry load of pencils being delivered yeah. to a factory in Milton Keynes as we speak. I, I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, maybe it's the end of Newey. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. every, every, everyone gets to that point mm. in every field where the next step is a step too far for you. Which and this very well. There's could always be. there's always a faster gun out there somewhere. Well, I kind of think James Ellison might be the next uh, Adrian Newey. You know, he seems the the guy that might be the one that takes that next step to be, oh, if you want to win, you probably need an Ellison car. Mm, if it's not him, it's James Key. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he was partially behind the McLaren towards the end of the season. There was let's, a fight over him yeah. as well, wasn't let's, there? Let's see what the 2020 McLaren can do. Yeah, absolutely. When well, it's a James Key car. And Key's always did the best of what he could do with Toro Rosso as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a very good point. You know, he... Um, no one ever talks about uh, Ferrari's designer, do, do we? No. That's because we don't know who it is <laughs> exactly. this week. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's odd, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, in, in the time, in the two hours that we've been recording this podcast, they've taken three out and shot them. Yeah. <laughs> no. But, yeah, great season for Red Bull. Um, Max finally breaking his pole position, who do? Yeah. Doing it three times and actually getting to start from pole one, uh, twice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's been fastest in Q three three times. Yeah. Just maybe don't let your man run away with you so much in future. A valuable lesson, I think mm. that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't slow down, but I knew if I lost that lap, my next slowest, next mm. fastest lap was still oh, faster than anyone else. Incorrect. Like, Not anymore. It isn't. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, you can't talk about Red Bull this season without the bloody switcheroo. It wasn't the bloody switcheroo, though. It was the right thing to do. Yeah, it suited both drivers in the end. Yeah. We, we were saying it was going to happen from... Or we were saying it should happen from about a month before it did. Yeah, well, I thought oh, it was yeah. going to happen directly after the summer break. I think we started talking about it, like, sort of Baku-ish, though, didn't we? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was a lot earlier than it actually happened. Well, Gasly looked awful in testing, didn't he? If I remember right. you know what? I can't remember he him crashed, in testing, he, but I, think, I can't I, I imagine he was, he was great. He was, he was crashy in testing. Fair enough. Um. So, I, yeah, it made they made the right choice. I I like Albon. I think uh, I can say I think he might be able to hassle Max next year. Yeah, the, he's. Um, I mean, he's really stepped up. Um, I think he, on average, outscored Gasly per yeah. race because they didn't have the same number of races in a Red Bull. So that would sound about right. He came he came out with a higher average average score for each race that he had in a Red Bull in comparison. Yeah. Um it's looking good for him for next season if he keeps the maturity and if Helmut Marco doesn't have one of his moments. Yeah. <laughs> and decides to promote the cleaner into the car. So they can't something. really afford to at the moment, no. can they? Cuz they've not really got anyone else ready yet. There's, there's nobody there's nobody coming through. Uh, as far as things stand, you know, technically the next choice could easily, <laughs> could easily be Sean Galale. Doesn't mean, have it? license points, which is just as well. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's been it's been a positive <laughs> season, and I think they've got a lot of opportunities to build on it now, <clears throat> um, in twenty twenty, and definitely in twenty twenty one. We can't we always end up going back to twenty twenty one. Just shows <laughs> how much of a 
it's now of a year next year, which I, f- I don't like that. I think next year's all about uh, Lewis equal and Schumacher. It's going to happen because it's it's there's not many not many tweaks to the aero on the cars. The engines are going to still be of the same quality. There's one there's one more race on the calendar, and you get an extra MG UK. Mm-hmm. If Lewis wins this world championship, is that the most world championship won in a row by a single driver? Ooh, ooh God! It would equal Vettel. Would it? Is it, it was is 17, it? Oh, 18, yeah. 19, 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You forget about the Rosberg. The Rosberg one. And <laughs> Schumacher's five in a row. Yeah. So, so, no, it wouldn't. Yeah. It'd be equal second. I think it's I, I think it's stunning how uh, like he, he just keeps doing it, like turning up now. Mm. But, yeah, back, um, back to Red Bull. Solid... Absolute solid season. Um, only three retirements all year between the two cars. Yeah. That's not bad going, to be no, fair. That's good. Um, especially, especially with Honda engines in mm-hmm. the back. Yeah. I was going to say, were any. I'm trying to think. There was. Verstappen got punted somewhere by Leclerc. I think Verstappen had a. Although technically, Gasly didn't finish the race in Germany, but he was still classified. Yeah. He crashed though, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> but, into, but, into Albon. Yeah, but we didn't have we didn't have Honda engines exploding every ten minutes no. in the back of that car. That's no, the, and that's what I thought was going to happen because I thought Red Bull would just end up fucking packaging it too tightly. Mm. So, yeah, um, I, I'll be interested. I I think there's more chance of Red Bull giving Mercedes a run for their money next year than there is Ferrari. I mean, they've got they've got a lot to make up. A lot of space to make up, but I mean, Bottas is now saying it needs to be Bottas two point seven seven. I mean, you say they've got they, they say they've got a lot of space to make up, but they were kind of there towards the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They, the, they, yeah the, the, in the, the middle world. of the season and at the end. Yeah, I think they skipped Ferrari at the end of the year, pretty mm-hmm. much. Just especially when Ferrari stopped cheating, which I had a massive argument with somebody on Twitter, on Twitter about. Cheat it was. Exploiting the rules as they were written to their fullest extent. All right, Ron. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll, we'll move on to Ferrari now because even though, even though they came uh, came second this year, it was, an, it was an unmitigated disaster. Absolute worst season for Ferrari <laughs> I can remember for ages. Terrible year for Ferrari. To say that they looked so far ahead of everyone. Yeah. At the, in in testing. And I mean then... that, that winter championship. But how how can they just? Oh, it was just the strategy was horrific. I mean, Vettel only winning one race in the entire season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he definitely had the car under him to win more. You know, as soon as the summer break was over, Leclerc with those two wins yeah. straight away. All right, it's on circuits that suited the car, yeah, but yeah. you've you've still got to drive quicker than anybody else, even if your car's the fastest. Yeah, and they they just. They were as clueless as Mercedes Germany pit stop all year. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm tired of saying like next year for Ferrari. I'm tired of saying it because it just they've uh, almost become McLaren. Oh, yeah, waiting for them to bounce back. I don't know because at least McLaren, at least when like when McLaren were fucked, you kind of knew why they were fucked. <laughs> But it, it's it, there's something embedded in that team which is broken, and I, I... it's it's the whole culture. Mm. I mean, it's how Ferrari have been 
since, really and truthfully, Ross Braun left. Yeah, 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 you're right. Uh, 2008 was the last good Ferrari year, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. like where Ferrari, what we f- think of as Ferrari. Um, the you, Then you've got, with Vettel and Le- Leclerc, you've got Vettel, which isn't driving as well as we think he can drive. You know, it's, I, I, I still believe he's a good driver. I don't, I don't buy into the, um, oh, he only won championships because of Red Bull, because... I don't even even if you have like a dominant car that wins that wins a championship, you know it's like a, a people could throw it at Jensen for you know, how how ahead the brawn was when when he got the lead and then just managed to keep a lead for the rest of the year. You could say about Kimi Raikkonen when the two McLarens were fighting with each other. Rather, he, than he tr- didn't win the championship. Mm-hmm. McLaren lost it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't believe what you just said there about Vettel winning four world championships. You don't do that by accident. When you have the same teammate for those, yeah. or for most, of, no, it was for all four. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? Uh, so uh, if, if the if car the is case, yeah sooner or later, it should have been Weber's turn. Yeah. So I, I, I there's something that doesn't work with Vettel in. Or Vettel in this era of Formula One, maybe because it went wrong for him when we started getting to the yeah. hybrid era, didn't it? So I, I I don't know what it would be, but it doesn't help Ferrari because you've got him, which keeps making mistakes. Then you've got Leclerc, who I think's an all right driver. I don't think he's a world champion. I don't I don't get that. I don't I don't get the Max Verstappen and Leclerc comparisons at all. Oh, I'm going to break a cardinal rule and just see what comments come in after that. <laughs> um, I, but I, but he's not good for the morale of the team either because I think he's so passive aggressive and snarky about comments with his teammate and you know it's or you know even radioing back into the team. Oh, we will talk about this later. You think, fuck off. You're an employee, <laughs> mate. Well, the, we'll talk about this later. That was Vettel that no, said that. No, no, it was him. It was uh, when the when he felt done over about a strategy. No, Vettel said it at one point of the year as well. Maybe that's like a go-to Ferrari yeah, sassy phrase. It could be. And then the whole clusterfuck in Italy. Oh, no, but wasn't Vettel's one where he was going to let Leclerc back later on during the race? It was that. That was it. We'll talk about this later. It was like later on in the race, before he broke down. No, I think I think there was um, there was one in qualifying as well. One in a qualifying session. Maybe, maybe. But the uh, yeah, I there's just something there, and like I said, I don't understand how they're going into a season with those two drivers. Um, it seems crazy. I mean, they're going to have to do something to separate them, because they will continue to fight over the same piece of track, and it's it's. Well, it should think. it should be a case of no one driver is bigger than Ferrari because of who Ferrari are. Well, that's what I don't get right that, about the whole situation is because they are so even on pace. They're mm-hmm. always around the same area. But then you'll get your um, the like the Claire diehards that are there that think he's the lead driver of Ferrari and he's going to win them a world championship and stuff like that. And they're saying Vettel's shit. But they're always in the same place. And they're always <laughs> as fast as each other. So which one is it? Is Vettel still capable of winning the World Championship with Leclerc? Or is Leclerc as shit as Vettel? Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's kind of similar, I think, to Hamilton and Rosberg. Yeah. But Hamilton, obviously, at that point had the titles, so was very much the incumbent. Yeah. And Rosberg, when he, sort of at the start of his title year, had the form, and then they were on the same bit of track. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar But it seems to be every scenario. Race. 
It's gonna they're gonna come together more next year. Absolutely. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll oh, keep I us can, entertained. Can, can see it it. Um, <laughs> that's going to be the kind of thing that gets Red Bull closer to Mercedes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it was it was only I mean at the start of the season Vettel and Leclerc weren't fighting with each other no. that much. They seemed to be like one had a good race then the other one didn't. Yeah. <coughs> but then <coughs> when they were both fighting fighting over the same square millimetre of track. Yeah. And that's that's what kicked it all off, and if that carries over into the start of next season, Christian Horner's going to be sat back and saying, "Yeah, it's it's ours for the taking." Yeah. Uh, also, Ferrari's like never-ending ability to shag one of the racers up for their drivers. I don't know how <laughs> it is just to do phenomenal, it. isn't it, it? It's like they can't run <laughs> two strategies. So you either like who's in the lead, Vettel, right? Great, bring him in. What we're going to do with Leclerc? I don't know. Ask him. him. For five laps and, <laughs> oh, I, oh, damn it, we put Vettel on wet. Yeah. Mm. Oh, shit. We're bringing Leclerc late. Oh, God, his tyres have completely gone off. Everybody's passed him. He's fighting for 19th with Kibitza. Yeah. Bring him in now. Mate, it's like, it's like if he'd like, got some sort of fucking psychic medium to do the fucking strategies. <laughs> Pull numbers out of the hat and it's like, this is the lap that we're going to pit on. <laughs> And the Thunderball, for how many laps later we'll bring Leclerc in, is... <laughs> Chief Strategist is a magic eight ball. <sighs> Chief Strategist, Mystic Meg. <laughs> <laughs> so that leaves Mercedes. A difficult season, according to them. I, think, was I it? think it was difficult for them. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, it wasn't the, be- wasn't the best car they've ever made, and they only won the Constructors' Championship by um, 235 points. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and that was in not a good car. Yeah. After, after the com- after the I've complaint, said it all year. After the complaint about the 2017 car being a diva. Yeah. The 2018 car was oh, it's heavy and bulky. Yeah. And the 2019 car was basically not good. Well, nobody's bloody come close to challenging. I mean, any any <laughs> of those cars. I think they had cooling issues which dogged them the whole year. And oh, that- there was there was more holes in that car. Than the were in Ferrari strategy. It looked like the new Mac Pro. There was that many holes in is that, it. Is that the one that looks like cheese a cheese grater? Oh, the cheese! Oh, the cheese grater. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> As Homer Simpson called them, speed holes. Fifth, makes the car go faster. <laughs> Fifty-two thousand pounds worth of computer if you tick every box. Jesus. Fifty-two k. If you want the coasters, if you want it on, if you want it on wheels, right. they're four hundred pound each. Why do you need it on wheels? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> because you need a mode of transport because the only way you can afford one is to sell your car I, it's, I mean, like, as long we, as you drive an Aston Martin oh, yeah. Ju- Juice It Up has got two and a half terabytes of RAM wonderful Jesus <laughs> moving back to yeah. something else that's silver with a load of holes in it yeah. so it was it was not a great car yet it destroyed everyone else how many one two finishes are we looking at lots uh, one two three oh. four well, the first five races, for starters, mm. was a Mercedes 1-2. Then six, seven, eight, nine. Nine out of 21 races were 1-2 finishes for Mercedes. Lewis Hamilton did not finish outside of the points once this season. That's crazy. Uh, Valtteri Bottas finished in the points 19 times and retired in the other two. And what was the difference between Hamilton and Bottas in the end? Um, it was 87 points. 
Is that that might be Bottas's best year against mm, Hamilton, isn't I think it? So. I think it is. I think it, I mean he was leading the championship after the first two races. How do you overhaul that though? Right, when you've got an eighty odd point disadvantage mm. to your teammate, it's not a couple so of wins. I was going to say that's three wins plus three retirements for your teammate plus another. Yeah. Good sort of lopsided and result sure, and make sure you get the fastest lap in as many races yeah. as you can yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I, I i don't believe bottas is capable of beating lewis hamilton i i think he needs a sort of rosberg style bit of luck where hamilton has a few i think, needs, car I think he needs more than that because i think rosberg was better than him rosberg needed that look mm. and rosberg was close to Lewis Hamilton and, and that's the other thing as well I don't believe uh, Rosberg would have beat this Lewis Hamilton possibly not even with the bits of luck I mean Hamil- Hamilton could have won in 2016 if he had had better luck yeah if his engine hadn't gone if, he, if his head, engine hadn't a blow, was it Malaysia Malaysia yeah if his it was engine, like fire out the yeah, back yeah. it was a proper if, engine if blow. that hadn't have gone he'd have won that world championship mm. I'm convinced of it who won that race? Was it Ricardo? It was Rosberg <laughs> second. I I think so. I think uh, it was Ricardo, Rosberg, and um, someone else. Uh, let's have a look. <laughs> Honestly, making making me work. Sorry about this. Um, James, well, I'm I'm busting for Lewis to take that. Um, we say you were busting record. for the Lou. No, like, no, we're nearly done. We're on I'm, Mercedes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm busting for Lewis to take that. Yeah, record. Ricardo won. Verstappen second. Rosberg third. Ah. Yeah, I, I'd love him to take every Schumacher record with him when he leaves. And it might it might well happen. He's he's been on. Uh, he's it's quite the record hunt this year. Every other race, it seemed like he took some sort of record. Yeah, he's been mm. he's been all out. And but I think this is why he'll stay with Mercedes, and Mercedes will carry on building the team around him. Will he do the, the wins? What can he do the wins record next year? Is he? Um, yeah, I didn't. Flood been... has been telling us about this for months, and I can't remember the answer. At one point this year, it was possible for him to do it if he won the last eight races of the season. I think he's only, I think he's something like only five off. Wow! So we like Lewis Hamilton's winning more than five races in a year. Let's have a look. He's on. He's eight. done the pole mm. record, hasn't he? Uh, I think so. Fastest there was a helmet. Maybe. I'm sure there was a helmet presentation for the pole record. Yes, yes, it was Senna one. Canada yeah. last year. Yeah, uh, Hamilton is on 84. Schumacher's were uh, Schumacher did 91 wins. He's not breaking his lying in record though. Now, now, <laughs> you've got to, you've got to think Hamilton will win eight races or more next year. I, I, you would I, assume so, barring I some Mercedes kind of catastrophe. Smash it. Like to the to the point where it's, I think it's going to be a boring year. I, th- I like McLaren. Was it ninety four? Oh no, well, no, it wouldn't be ninety four. No. Ninety eight was it? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Ninety eight was the Villeneuve year. Ninety seven was the. Uh, oh yeah, ninety seven was Villeneuve championship, wasn't it? So it would have been ninety eight when they came out and lapped the field. Yeah, yeah. I that's what I expect in Australia from Mercedes. I wouldn't. Wouldn't put it past him. Um, yeah, it's it's just scary. Yeah, mm. but I think Mercedes will stick around in Formula One as long as the, as long as Lewis Hamilton's driving their car. I think him moving to another team will signal the end of Mercedes, and they'll look to sell the team 
Strange. Yeah, maybe. Because then they'll be able, you know, while he's going for all the records, then why not, you know, do it in a Mercedes because he's won all but one of his titles. Would it not be be there, though, for Mercedes to want to do it with somebody else as well? I guess it would depend who. Yeah. You never know. I mean, Hamilton could break all Schumacher's records. Go somewhere else or retire the promote George Russell, and then he just wins every race for the seven seasons. I, on the track. I was just going to say, you could get George in, he could blow the doors off Hamilton. Mm. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? But, I mean, you know, Mercedes pretty much faultless this year, except for the one bad pit stop. Yeah, one bad pit stop and a squiff car, and they still destroyed the season. Yeah, I mean. The amount, the amount of points that they took, you know, you don't win a championship by over two hundred and thirty points no. by being crap mm. or being slightly, slightly below par. No. What's it? What is it going to take for Toto to come out and say we've got a really good car this year and we've had a really good season? Is it going to be a one-two across the board? All twenty-two races, pole position, fastest lap, one-two. I don't know. You can always find fault with something, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a Yorkshireman. It's in my nature to do that. <laughs> but I think that's why it's whatever they're like. They're self-aware enough to keep doing it. Mm. I think mm. that's the thing: is they're self-aware. Yeah. You don't you don't want to get complacent, do no. you? By thinking, oh yeah, we've nailed it. It's fine. And they that's were so when you get angry caught. with that pit stop. They were mm-hmm. so angry with themselves. Mm. Whereas, I mean, even like a Red Bull or a Ferrari, not maybe not Ferrari. Then Ferrari would have killed people. And that was a good <laughs> one. Stop by Ferrari yeah. standards. But, you know, we've seen teams in the past that have been winning and they've had, like, one scrappy race or something like that. And they've kind of, by the time it gets to the interviews afterwards, they've dusted it under it. It'll Mm. be good for the next race. Like, they were publicly talking about, like, no, we need to go work out what we did wrong here. Mm. You know, it's the way they're so analytical about everything. And that's that's what is going along, that's what's gone a long way to get them the success that they've had. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that and a shit-hot engine. Shit, our engine, shit. Our, but that's the thing is that it's not just the engine. I think the car, apart from this year, aero-wise, they've been the class of the field as well. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can't, I can't see them being beaten. The, the, on, the only worry about um, about the Mercedes is, and I've said this before, that car isn't designed to follow and look at the problems that Bottas had when. Um, he was um, stuck trying to make a pass in Brazil and ended up having to retire because he overheated. Now, that's double the problems because he had the aero problem of not being able to follow them, and all of a sudden you get the cooling problem in there as well. Yeah. That's the one thing that they've got to rectify for next year. I th- I think that'll be all right. I mean, we've seen them race. Like, look at Lewis and um, Max in Hungary. Mm. You know, Lewis chased, followed, mm. got past, won the race, which I think that was one of his best wins, that. I thought it was tremendous. I mean, to be honest, with the situation in Brazil, it could have been the temperature or the humidity yeah. that was causing, yeah, the, yeah. causing the engine problems. We don't know. But we're didn't not, he, didn't he have a bang as well? Didn't he have a bang with somebody through the race? Um, I thought he took a bit of damage. I'm not sure. Can't remember. I thought it had a cloud. Because it, it, it was the engine that yeah. thoroughly gave up. But... Um, and the, the thing is, because he started from the back of the grid as well, didn't he? Yeah, it was a new engine anyway, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and the, that would have been f- fucking done up to yeah. 12 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, 11 was somewhere in the uh, yeah. in the distance disappearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, right, so. I think that's us. I think that's about it for the Favourite race of the season. Ooh. I really enjoyed Hungry. I, I really enjoyed that. Wait, how many times have we seen somebody do a pit stop and them go, oh, we're going to roll the dice on something? And then they've just been like a lap shy of winning. Mm. And then those lap after lap, which was just like qualifying lap after qualifying lap for Hamilton to catch and pass uh, Verstappen, I thought was fucking brilliant. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Austria. Austria is a good race. Yeah, I was, Germany I was, was a good race. Go well. Yeah, bit of chaos. Those three are very. Yeah, they all have a lot going for them, and they, it's something different in each of them. Yeah. I think Hungary is very much like a sort of racing purist race. Yeah. Germany was just, holy shit, what the hell. Yeah. And Austria was a different kind of chaos. Yeah. And Rockstar and Wanker of the season. Because we can't do it without a Rockstar and Wanker. <sighs> I think Rockstar signs. Or Hamilton. I'm, I'm going to say Hamilton just because he was the world champion. I'm going to say signs. Or Drive to Survive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, possibly that could be in the end cannot wait for season 2 um, Wanker Wanker is a hotly contested there's a few good options isn't there there is there is a there is a lot out there for it I think I'm going to have to go Charles Leclerc just reply on Twitter to that one <laughs> Paul Ricard and his shit circuit I realise he's not which technically makes yeah. it Bernie Eccleston <laughs> yeah well apparently they're going to j- rejig it apparently aren't they apparently so yeah that'll I help. would say rip the whole thing up and fucking start it well, again well considering it's got like 350 different you would th- like, we talked setups. about this last week Flood was it one. Flood who pitched yeah. the idea of a different configuration each lap yeah just for <laughs> shenanigans but yeah. are Ferrari the wankers they could Promising be. so much and delivering mm. so little. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah a few good options. Just a blanket for obviously excluding Vettel. But um the, <laughs> yeah, everything everything in red but Vettel. <laughs> Dear God. Right, we've run really long. I mm. I don't think I, we've got time for a total shunt. So. I don't think so. I think I it's time to go for my, my work alarm is going off in five and a half hours. Yeah, and I've got to mix this when we get home tonight because if it's, if it's yeah. late, people will only complain. To be to be fair, I'm with you because that's just what time I have to yeah. go up in the morning. <laughs> but before we go, just want to thank everyone that's listened and watched us this year. Yeah. Um, really hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed doing the shows and the live blogs and all the social media stuff that we've done and massive thank you to Sean for all the all the news stories. Yeah. Um, thank you for putting up with our nonsense yeah. for yes. another year. An extra big thank you to everyone that's uh, donated on Patreon during the year. Uh, extra two thank yous. Yeah, it's double thank you for that. Yeah. And if you <laughs> if you want to be doubly thanked at the end of next season, then just go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels. Yeah. And um, you can donate and it basically pays for everything that we, we do. do. Mm. Um, if you want to get in touch, we'll still all be around on social media over the winter. Drop us an email, threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com. Go to at threelegsfourwheels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And get us individually on Twitter. Uh, I am at Sean Cowper. I'm at a total shunt. I am at Pablo100. Chris is at Flood21. And Dan is at Dan Dankleton. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I think that's. It's except just want to wish everyone a happy Christmas and a fantastic 2020. Yep. And uh, we'll be back in the new year. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.